0: Well, well, welcome to another fabulous episode of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. Tonight's show is brought to you by patron support. I'd like to thank Lance, Corey, and Paul for uh, offering up a few bucks. We'll talk about it at the end of the show if you'd like to become a patron. But now, I'd like to throw back an old intro for all the folks that made it happen. You're, You're listening, listening to the Creative, Creative Riding Motorcycle, Motorcycle Podcast. Podcast. Pop up beer, beer and throw an, an earbud, earbud in your ear. ear. Now, here's your host. Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. And isn't that funny how line? people say not to be an asshole, and but i they go going to be an asshole. My skin met the asphalt, but these new ki- new ways kit my... Alright, a couple of blurs. Oh, Whatever they do with cocaine. The victim, <laughs> I mean guests. It's usually such a horrible set up white, but they like going. The cafe racer with alloy
1: manx racing tank and clip-ons and all that jazz. The
0: Soma actually was purchased by uh, the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum.
1: Yeah. You know, after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded slob. Um, so I'm familiar with the long hours and the uncomfortable seat. Kangaroos are just leaping down the street every day. Um, all right, technically all chaps are assholes, right? Or else yeah. you just do love and dance. I don't have it perfected. I have to stop talking shit. The more I talk it, the more my bike messes up. My wife's like, you're 41 and started a race
0: career. I'm like, yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. All right, well, now you know what you're in for. I do this show with no clothes on. All right, well, we're finally rolling for reels this time.
1: Are we? Yeah.
0: This is a, what episode is this? Do you know?
1: 123.
0: (laughs) You're pretty close. It is 123. That's pretty
1: close. (laughs) This is. It's only off by a little.
0: It's only off by, yeah, .00723. Um, yeah, episode 123, I've titled this episode 10 year bikes, but we'll see if we actually get to that and we'll actually see if we, how far we get because we're down to one bar on the battery here. So tonight might be a short (laughs) show. That's it. That's our show. (laughs) Uh,
1: hope recorder died. We're done. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, you can only record as much as you got. Hey, I wanted to ask you, um, by the way, I'm a little hot. I'm going to turn myself down a little bit now that I know we're recording. Um, how was your weekend?
1: It was good. It was, uh no motorcycling
0: yeah i know
1: kind of relaxing and kind of painful from exercising
0: i know i, I know i what, okay first off this is a two-wheel podcast so we can talk about mountain biking but what the hell i was like he's out oh, it's on his creative bike right riding. now riding it, it doesn't riding. say
1: it has to be motored
0: it was pretty creative what you're doing by the way the um were you on your road bike the whole time or not? You were no, on a mountain bike too, I saw. I did a
1: little of both. I did a group ride on Saturday on my road bike. Oh, shit. Like a fat guy for 40 miles.
0: Listen, if you guys, if you guys don't live around the general LA area, there's like the whole peloton that like any, at any one time yeah. you can see like 20 riders together the all The one I went the...
1: on was a pretty big group. Yeah. And there's like different times that leave depending how <laughs> fast you want to go. Nice. And um, – The one I was on probably had 50 or 60 people. Yeah,
0: they're huge. I see them all over San Marino and Arcadia. you have to because
1: all the car drivers are assholes everywhere.
0: (laughs) You know what's rad is I love driving with my wife. And when we see the big – she's like, why don't they just ride single file and like stay in their lane? And I'm like, you know. We still
1: almost had a big accident though. We were like – Cruising, and the thing is, like we were where we were at, there was a lot of bike lane that we stay in, but you're still two and three wide.
0: Yeah, and oh, you know
1: yeah. what? Cyclists pay taxes too, assholes. <laughs> so uh, get over it yourself. Hey,
0: they pay the road tax, which is having car drivers like constantly yell at them. Yeah,
1: right. Um, and then, but we did have someone. So there was like we we're going in front of all these apartments, and there was cars like lining the street parked, and this uh, this lady like pulled out <laughs> like right in the middle. So of course I was like. Ah! <laughs> and then we we're like, what's going on? Because it was in front. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? Everyone's freaking out. It was pretty awesome. It's, it's funny to hear roadies like freak out at the littlest thing. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't oh. that little. Like, I mean, honestly, we were doing over 20 in a shitty styrofoam helmet and spandex. Like, you could seriously hurt someone. You need to pay attention. Uh, but,
0: that's, that's almost like doing 80 on a motorcycle. Like, it kind of is. Yeah.
1: But um, it's still fun. Like, did forever, you have spandex two wheels? A, is forever two wheels. Did you wheels.
0: have a spandex and a
1: styrofoam helmet on? Yeah. Yeah, I did, and carbon fiber tennis shoes. Nice.
0: Oh shit, <laughs> that's rad. Uh, the tennis shoes I have, I think are made. They're not tennis shoes. They're clipless uh, yeah. shoes. Yeah, I have. And those. I think the ones I have are made out of old uh, recycled tires. Like they're. I'm. Um, you know how cheap I am. They might be.
1: And then. <laughs> Sunday was a mountain bike ride and a hike combined because I was like, I want to ride my bike as a single speed again even though I'm fat and out of shape. Dude. California trails don't work very um, well for that.
0: Did you go up JPL? Yeah. Like Brown Mountain. Yeah. Did you go up that? No. Brown Mountain has two – it's a a historical fact. uh, John Brown, the abolitionist.
1: Yeah, not the same Brown Mountain I left when I got home. Yeah, I was going to say. That's a different one. I call
0: that mountain Brown Mountain because I (laughs) – I literally, like, need to take a dump halfway up oh. it because it's grueling. It's a just, tough one. Just the fire trail is hard, and then you go, like, yeah. on some of the single tracks. And the
1: single track, the reason I like it, and I forgot how bad it was, too, like, so I grew up in Indiana. Like, tree roots, I'm good. Yeah. Like, uh, dark, wet dirt, I'm good. Dust and rocks, fuck that. Yeah. Like, I so I took a rigid single speed <laughs> because I'm in intelligent person. Yeah. So instead of like I had it set up as a one by ten rigid. Um and I was like it worked for the old trails by where I used to live in Orange. It was great. And I still wanted to ride a single speed because I like being the idiot on a single speed. And there was a dude on a single speed coming down. He must have made it. Yeah. And in the Midwest we used to run with twenty six inch bikes, a two to one gear ratio was like perfect. And that would get us up everything. But we had a lot of like down up, a lot of uh, one of my favorite trails that I was actually one of the besties that rode there because at that time I was in shape was like a strip mine. It was an old strip pit and it was just 20-foot drops, 20-foot up. Like not vertical like yeah, yeah, yeah. drops, but like downhill, uphill, downhill, uphill. And it was like we would pull – like I would see dudes like literally bend seat posts. Oh, shit. Because you'd pull so many Gs at the bottom. It was insane. Like you would stand up, bomb this little quick downhill. And it was like it was smooth, but a single speed in the Midwest is perfect.
0: Yeah. I don't like, want to be gross, but I would have got my testicles tangled up in the spokes. <laughs> Hitting those Gs, they would have popped then, out the bottom um, of my
1: shorts. But out here, it's like – it's totally different. It's up, 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 up for a fucking hour I was gonna and say, then down for 15 yeah. minutes or whatever, which Brown and we call it LP, but it's El Prieto. actually – Yeah, it's El Prieto, so it's technically EP.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, So yeah, the that one is really good. There's one in South Orange County called the Luge that's a very similar style trail. You just climb a fire road for fucking ever, and then you bomb this downhill, and it's – like i don't know downhill type dudes really love it but to me it's like it's just <laughs> it's just quick and that's it and the uh, el perito is like pretty Technical for a while. There's a yeah. lot of switchbacks, a lot of like, you know, it's a good long descent um, that you actually still have to pedal on. It's not totally a descent.
0: And like that movie Descent, there's like crazy creatures that come out to grab you if you're not
1: paying attention. Dude, there are some <laughs> crazy rocks and crazy drop offs if you fuck up.
0: Yeah. I know. I took my buddy uh, when he lived over in, over, he lived. Monrovia, we, we were able to ride up to the hill and we went down, we went up like Monrovia Canyon. And I was like, because I was like way into this down, not downhill, like downhill rig, yeah. but like cross country downhill shit. Like you're talking El Prieto is perfect. And um, I took him up to We went up to whatever's over at Monrovia Canyon and he was like, dude, you're crazy because we're riding. And yeah, if you – the the penalty for failure is like a 30 or 40-foot drop.
1: There there were definitely some. Yeah. Like where you – I remember looking down on this one little climb on the downhill coming – or the descent after the main climb. But it was like a little short climb. Yeah. I remember like glancing over to my right and I'm just like, there's like – a foot if you're lucky and then just like yeah. share a cliff yeah. for 30 or 40 feet.
0: Yeah. And there's a couple things, even where we hike, um, there's like a rock that's growing. The trail got cut into this rock. And yeah. so basically the trail, they can't like burrow into a rock. So the trail is like a foot and a half wide a footprint and a half wide. Yeah. And I did that on my mountain bike very carefully, but uh, you know, I, I also did Sam Merrill, which is another gagger, which is, um, Got up a uh, Shantry Flats, like mm-hmm. God. These the hills around L.A. are just so crazy. Where I've ridden down in San Diego and Orange, and it's fun because they're like swoopy, yeah, fast. They're fast single track, like almost like you know when you're thinking about like riding a motorcycle fast on them. And the ones around here, some of them like are switchbacky, and yeah, and you're you're dropping they're, five feet they're in tough, yeah, elevation as you're tur- making one corner, you know. So
1: and for me, it's just like it's not. The mountain bike trails that i was like i grew up around yeah so they're definitely difficult like i remember when i was 18 or 19 um i was pretty fast on a mountain bike and i did some national development camps in colorado and the trails and the like the heat the dry heat totally fucked my week up and it was like but i did like a month before that i did a big national race in wisconsin and i killed it because it was like what I knew, like the kind of trails I knew and the humidity I could ride in, but just different. So, but the California trails are fun, dude. It's yeah. climb, climb. The single speed is good at a Fullerton Loop. I can run my old gear ratio of Fullerton, <laughs> but um, I definitely like, which on my 29er single speed, I run a 32 18 is my standard. It's like 51 and a half inches. And uh, I could actually go a little taller at. <laughs> why don't i show up on film i know must be a vampire um and then yeah so instead of an 18 i'm running a i ran a 20 and it wasn't enough so i ordered a 22 so i'm gonna have a 32 22 jeez louise but a lot of singles i would see dudes like even at fullerton on a single speed and they're running like that kind of ratio and i'm like you're crazy dude you need to stand up
0: (laughs) yeah and, and when I saw that you were on a rigid, I was like, okay, clap, clap, because I have a full r- suspension. It's actually kind of harder because you bounce a lot if you don't it's, like locking. It's if you totally
1: different. Down, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I have a I have a full suspension too, and I can get it out because I might want to for LP. But um, it's still a three by nine, and I kind of want to do a one by eleven. But it's also a ten year old Fisher. Like it's a nice bike, yeah. but. Um,
0: I Mine is a 1832 – they called them bone crushers back then. <laughs> the suspension is actually beaver pelts, and if you want more suspension, you pile them higher on the end.
1: But, but yeah, so <laughs> um, the full suspension, you just sit and spin everything. So I don't really know – and maybe – I mean obviously suspension technologies came a long way even in the last 10 years. Like it was good when I bought mine, but um, – yeah, mine's even older than ten. It's like yeah, yeah, mine's like Dude, the almost price 20. of bicycles has went fucking insane. It is ridiculous. Like
0: there are more than mo- some motorcycles. Oh, a lot
1: of them are. Yeah, like a lot. Like I went to the shop the other day, a road bike shop, to pick up. I found a spacer kit to convert my rigid back to a single. And that's one reason I like single speeds. Like I run some old ass, like I'm one of those people on my bicycles and my motorcycles, I guess, where I can't leave well enough shit alone. And I like single speed mountain bikes because technology really hasn't done much for that. But you can run some really cool componentry even if it's like super old. Um, so my, I have like second gen XTR cranks, like the first ones that had the, the spindle connected to the right side crank arm and they're like cut off the third chain ring. I only run the second chain ring. I had to find Shimano was a genius and they, so a standard bolt pattern for a chain ring is 104 millimeters and four bolt. So these are 102 millimeters. I used to like, I had a chain ring that I had like filed a little bit and the chain bolts were just a little yeah. crooked cause it was a millimeter per side. Yeah. Now, I have one that actually fits, but I need to buy what's called a wolf tooth now, which is like a has a narrow tooth and a wide tooth, and they only come in even number sprocket. For if you're running like a one by and gears,
0: it'll bind it if you don't have that
1: like extra well, space. It will, but what it does, it um, they're taller teeth, and the because of the wide and the narrow, it doesn't let it walk as much. Oh, right, right, right. So, you don't need a chain guide if you're running like a one by 10 or one by 11. Yeah, one by 10 is actually a ghetto setup, but one by 11 is. <laughs> Like proper.
0: Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna have to talk about that off air more one of these days so I can learn something because yeah I never I would have never guessed I I'm the kind of dude I took a fucking Schwinn hybrid up there when I first moved up here yeah that weighed about sixty pounds and these dudes on Gary Fisher's are like looking at me and like you know specialized and all the shit and Foes there's like a bunch of dudes it's, that ride that's foes. how old
1: we are they don't even think they make Fisher anymore oh no shit Trek I'm pretty sure Trek totally closed Fisher and totally closed LeMond. Wow. Which was a bummer because they were like a cool side brand that were still Trek's, but yeah. they weren't Trek's, but they could do cool stuff. Like Lamont did steel and steel and carbon and tie and carbon and tie. And Fisher would do like weird geometries. Like Fisher was the first one to do a 29er. Fisher's were the first one to do, not the first, but like compared to Trek, they did a single speed. And Trek, huh. like Trek wouldn't do those things under the Trek brand, but Fisher would do it under still under the Trek manufacturing and like Trek. It's not really technically the Trek brand, but it is. And right. LeMond, same with road bikes, was doing it's different It's kind of like
0: Honda and Acura and Mugen, where they'll do some crazy adventurous shit under yeah. Mugen, but they won't bring it to like Honda. Right. And then they s- save their top-of-the-line shit for Acura. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Speaking of Acura, did you know, just a real quick aside before we make this the motorcycle podcast, <laughs> did you know that Acura, the new NSX, has wi-fi brakes there's like nothing even touching the no yeah the pedal doesn't connect i mean a lot of cars nowadays the gas pedal doesn't actually connect to yeah, the throttle by it's like servos and shit and, well, I'll, and some even
1: of, motorcycles r1s have had that oh yeah wireless throttle for yeah, a long time
0: the, the yctt yamaha chip controlled throttle and hell harleys like almost it, all big yeah. harleys nowadays. scared the
1: shit out of me at first yeah like I, it seemed scary but now that like it's it's obviously been around long enough yeah. where we know there's no troubles like it's great yeah like think like your thank you
0: for doing it first cars
1: your <laughs> your throttle cable is not going to get stuck yeah I mean you could there's still still issues that could happen with longevity stuff but oh
0: yeah I mean well and also if you uh, get your bike wet your throttle doesn't work anymore where you can ride a dirt bike with the cable through a river if it if the doesn't
1: suck do they really life. have problems with the water on them well,
0: I don't know. I just said that. Not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm saying like if you get like a full on circuit, short. You know, if yeah, something yeah, happens, yeah. But like I think a lot
1: wise. of that stuff's pretty sealed. Yeah, I, and bicycles. Not to go back again, but bicycles are going to all wire, not wireless, but cableless shifting.
0: Yeah, oh, dude, and I love it.
1: Uh, There's still a lot of them. I think are still running wires, dude. I, w- I was talking to... Or maybe it's um, just a power wire to the battery because they usually put the battery in the seat post.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, me and the guy, the electric guy that we were talking to, we were before you got there, I think, we were talking about... Were, were you there when we were talking about the cheaters, like the electric Le Mans cheaters and shit? When? When we were talking to uh, John about electric infrastructure and all that shit. Oh, I don't remember. He was telling me... Because we were talking about electric assist motors and bicycles because he's really into that stuff. Like, yeah, dude, they
1: put like... A little motor with a bevel gear in the seat in tube. the
0: seat tube to hide it, and and some people uh, like the Tour de France
1: have gotten busted for that. Yeah, you don't need a lot like anything. Oh, just assist uphill. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I was I saw the cutaway of how it works, and it just basically goes down your seat tube into the crank, mm-hmm. like a little uh, just touches your crank drive inside the inside the um not the dropout with this the big the bottom uh, bracket. Yeah, the bottom bracket, <laughs> and uh yeah, I was like, what? So yeah, they're even. You don't need to dope anymore. You can just cheat with an electric Well, they were motor. calling
1: it mechanical doping.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And a lot of um, electric assist mountain bikes and stuff aren't allowed on trails anymore.
1: I've, uh, yeah, but I've also saw – it was a trail in Indiana, but they just opened it up to e-bikes. Nice. But where you have to be careful with e-bikes and electric motorcycles is what is the division? Yeah, You know, what what separates the two?
0: Well, I think e-bikes still have pedals, you know, like –
1: but that's like so you could take a moped but not a scooter. Yeah. I mean, true. I'm not saying that that's like that's that's bad, but I'm if they you know. made an electric madass. Well, uh, and I was watching YouTube the other day and the this guy took an e-bike and totally like fucked with the limiters on it, and it would yeah. like flip him over backwards. Yeah. Like it was just insane. So you gotta be you know, just because it has pedals doesn't mean a dude can't like roost yeah. up a mountain bike trail.
0: Oh, I know. Bull taco and KTM make electric mountain bikes now. Well, yeah. you know, Bull Taco only makes electric mountain bikes, but their bikes look like electric small electric motorcycles in a bicycle yeah. that still have pedals. And some of them, I don't even know if they have pedals, but they're limited to – bicycles are limited to 28 miles an hour, but the Bull Taco mm. Brinko has a top speed of 218, if that's not a misprint in the uh, in their catalog. <laughs> May have been a misprint, I'm just saying it says 218. But the thing is, is that like they have some, and that I've read about in the electric bike magazine that I had too, where there are some companies that are making them not regulated for the street. They're like, We're making these, but we're just you know, we're not going to sell them to commuters. Yeah. Maybe we'll, and they they because they, they go like 50 miles an hour. Well, I know, like a mo- they're one faster of the than big, a scooter,
1: yeah. One of the big things that um, got popular was electric assisted. Hmm. So you're there's no throttle on it per se. Cause some of the e-bikes, like you can pedal or you can twist the throttle back. Mm-hmm. So one thing I know that they have is an electric assist. So it helps. Mm-hmm. And the harder you pedal, it's like it's got a, a power meter on the crank or something. So the harder you pedal, the more it assists. Yeah. But you still have to pedal and yeah. still have to put effort forth for it to go. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Like if you're commuting, and I don't know what the speeds are on those. Yeah. I have been on mountain bike trails and seen like there was like legit mountain bike companies and they had a regular version and then like the e-version and it was just an assisted type deal. But I'm like, part of me too with those. It's like, what's the point? Like,
0: I think that's what a lot of the pure cyclists are I get like. it for What's commuting. Like yeah. if you're
1: commuting to work and you get an electric assist or something, like yeah, it's going to make your commute better, but you're still on something electric and yeah, kind of clean. We've had our discussion about battery mining and stuff, and you're still getting out on a bicycle and going in the morning. So yeah. like there's there's that. But if you're going mountain biking on a trail with your buddies,
0: yeah. like – I mean I guess there is something about you're not – are you mountain biking still? The thing is, is that unless you're
1: just the fat dude that's never kept up. And now you're like, well, I can keep up. I got my electric assist.
0: I haven't gone riding in years and I would love to bomb, especially Brown mountain. I'd love to bomb down it, but getting up that motherfucker, like it's hard. And all the, all the mountains around here, they're super steep. Yeah. And I would love to, to get some assistance, not necessarily, uh, you know, full ride. Um, Troy Lee, actually, he got hurt racing his, you know, motorbike. And, got into rehab uh, you know mountain biking and he got he found out e-bikes and realized that they were like a bridge between bicycling and motorcycling
1: well he was big into bicycles back in the day too he
0: probably trained on them but after his his latest injury where he got really injured he was rehabbing on a bike like 24/7 almost and he fell in love with e-bikes and so he started i guess it was a couple of years ago he started a um a mountain bike race that's allows e-bikes because it's just for fun because the purists won't let them do right, it right, with right. Him. yeah so it's it's really fun looking and they have you know all it's open to all sorts of people and he's like yeah it is that bridge between like motorcycling and bicycling and we're not we're it's it's kind of like a hooligan hill climb or a hooligan flat track where we're not trying to be part of the whole thing we want to do our own thing and have fun yeah. and so it, it's caught on and it's pretty cool but it kind of makes me, I mean, the thing is, is the bikes aren't any cheaper than dirt bikes. So if I were to actually go throw some money down on one, I'm just going to get a dirt bike
1: and go. A lot of mountain bikes aren't either, dude. I saw, I saw a road bike at the shop for 16 grand. Yeah. And I'm looking at it like there's not that much to it.
0: Everything carbon fiber, but the
1: seat. And the thing is about most carbon fiber bikes or a good percentage of them, they're all fucking Taiwan and Chinese anyway. Mm. Like If you go get a specialized S works, like yes, it's got better quality control than a regular Chinese frame, or uh, actually those are Taiwan, but it's still Taiwan in the same Taiwanese factory. Like, it's not that much better, and the component the component groups are expensive, but man, I don't feel like they're sixteen grand worth.
0: (laughs) It's the craftsmanship. I mean, it's like basically what it comes down to is a is a rusty butcher wallet really worth ninety bucks? You know the,
1: the. Funny part is, like, almost all of my bicycles are like have more craftsmanship than almost any carbon bike. Unless, I mean, there's I'm gonna nerd out on carbon bikes, and probably none of our listeners have heard of <laughs> Calfi designs. But if you want like a carbon bike with craftsmanship, you get a calfi 'cause because yeah. it's like a handmade carbon. Most of mine are like handmade in the USA frames, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm a weirdo like that, yeah.
0: And I mean, yeah. And some of them are more than my car. You know what I'm saying? Like some of them do get crazy, crazy expensive. And, uh, speaking of carbon fiber, I think last year I was talking about, cause BMW announced last year, I think it was, or 20 late 2016 that they were, um, they're going to start doing a lot of stuff in carbon fiber and, uh, they're going to start doing a lot of new just to make stuff lighter. This is something else we talked about way, way, way back in the show is like, as we were talking about more technology coming on to from cars over to motorcycles like the uh you know the throttleless who knows what's going to be next with ABS and self-balancing stuff coming on board and like all the traction control that's already on them but uh yeah they're trying to get lighter and lighter to make them more efficient instead of making them more gas efficient you can lighten them up a little bit you know so they're trying to play around with stuff and and is going to be going uh supposedly carbon fiber the hp remember that hp uh four that we saw i'm pretty sure that was one example of carbon fiber base and now the s1000 r's or double r's can get built off of that you know because they pretty much share that chassis and uh yeah i know it's interesting like bicycle technology motorcycle technology you think they're so simple but there's a lot of crap that goes into them um i want to talk about a little bit of news too that's been uh Happening. That's what news does. It happens, and then you talk about it. <laughs> so something that happened, I just heard while I was driving the other day, that uh, Ford is dropping all of their cars pretty much except for the Mustang. And then today I heard the Focus. So they're getting rid of like every Ford car, and they're going to focus on um, trucks basically and SUVs. No, no
1: pun intended with Focus. Yeah, they're going to focus. focus.
0: Yeah. Well, the, uh, on the radio they said just cars are uh, – was just going to only be the mustang but um uh an inside source that i know said the focus too so I, I don't know what else that includes i mean they haven't made the taurus for a while right
1: no but they got the fusion yeah the like, fusion the taurus. The taurus
0: the uh the escort they're getting rid of all that <laughs> stuff <laughs> what was that oh the the probe they're getting rid of the probe <laughs> and the uh i don't know i wonder if lincoln is going to get rid of a bunch of crap too then or is lincoln even still around been a long time They've since gotta i be yeah it's been a long time since i looked at cars but i swear <laughs> no i saw a grand marquee the when other day when you start
1: talking like i don't even know yeah man.
0: yeah i it's so funny when i worked at a body shop you know, i was seeing the latest and greatest stuff come through and now i don't even know if Lincoln still, still it's one out. of
1: those <laughs> maybe it's just like my point of view on it but they could probably sell more cars if the cars they sold in the united states didn't suck mm. like the mustang's cool if you got 40 or 50 grand but it's like the Focus has sucked. The Fiesta, they've had bitchin' Fiestas in Europe for how long? Fiesta
0: and Festiva, right? Do they have? Are those both of those still around today? Because those are going to be going too.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I bet they stay in Europe, and I bet they have cool ones. Like, yeah. And the Focus, like the Focus RS, is super rad, but it's the same price as a super STI. Yeah. And I've seen some Focus RSs floating around because we live in SoCal and people have money. But it's like, how many people? If you had what are they? Thirty-five grand, not out the door, like yeah. list. How many people are gonna go? Yeah, I'm gonna get a Focus RS instead of a Subaru STI. Yeah, like I, I just, or even
0: like uh, I've seen a lot of Lancers recently too. Around
1: yeah, like, but I don't think they're doing the
0: Evo right now, are they? I don't. I have been, may have been a little older, but I was like, wow, that's a car that
1: you see a lot of WRXs,
0: and then yeah. you see a lot of like. But you just a, see other. like
1: you see so many bitching like European stuff. Yeah, and then it's like you're four, dude. You're fucking Detroit and you can't even sell that stuff here
0: keep your muscle uh, car but yeah I, you know i think part of the deal too is in in europe the they, danger
1: ranger might be coming back though
0: oh for sure the danger like ranger a four door
1: back. diesel maybe like they've had in south america and mexico maybe. forever and we can't get yeah. because it's too cool for us listen
0: my little refrigerator on wheels they make a four wheel drive version but not for america <laughs> and well now they don't make them anymore so
1: really they made a four-wheel drive version of that yeah yeah that could have been awesome dude Instead uh, of tell a me about wheel it drive. tell
0: me about it you know how many like trails i would <laughs> hit around here and uh yeah that's
1: like the the hipster who has a like a tuner car oh, that's yeah. their daily or rockabilly yeah oh yeah there you go rock you you go to like some rockabilly event and there's like millions of those and you're like Huh, that's who bought these.
0: Yeah. I, I know. I see a lot of hipsters driving Subaru foresters around too. What the hell is that all about?
1: I want an old one. They're
0: yeah. Bad. So basically it's because of their we all know that like back in the ten years ago, the remember when the um the fuel prices were like five bucks a gallon here in SoCal? And yeah. Eliza was like, No, they weren't and I was like Dude, they were. Like, don't you remember that? There it, was, it was over it was,
1: four it, for sure. Yeah, like it was 430, 440. Yeah.
0: By, by my house, it was 480. That's why I just moved yeah, five. Yeah, uh was in my neighbor quit driving his Escalade. He started riding his bicycle straight- he was a driver for Hollywood, too. So he had to ride his bike and take a bus to work and then drive a big old truck moving film and props and shit all day and then ride that shit back home from the bus stop. So it was a little ironic that he goes to work to drive all day to save some money you know, on his bike. But I think that's the deal is that a lot of people are – buying a certain type of Fords. And so they're going to quit focusing on that and start making, you know, what people are buying, which is the trucks. And, uh, the, the trucks have outsold like everything over the last like 30 years. So no more cars. And it made me kind of think of with the motorcycle market going that way, you know, Harley doesn't have anything to worry about. They're specializing on cruisers. They always have And, I mean, at the Sportster, you want to call it a sporty cruiser. It made me wonder about their recent move with Alta and um, the whole electric game coming up. I mean, I know it's a necessary thing, but it's also like if other big companies like Ford are like, okay, we need to pare down a little bit. It made me wonder, like, what's next for companies like Harley... Suzuki. I mean, Suzuki makes so much crazy stuff, but really, what sells besides Gixxers and like V-Stroms? You know, well, I mean, even and in man.
1: even in that example, the Japanese are trying to get rid of the 600.
0: Yeah, but that's what they said a couple of years ago. But they, I, they're still coming. I, Honda just came out it's with the a new one. Har-
1: Did they really change it that much? I thought they didn't change anything. I mean, I, don't I mean, know.
0: for for last year, it was pr- it looks almost exactly the same. I mean, they did some internals to meet Euro 4 and all that stuff, but...
1: The big benefit, I think, with Harley is there's only one company that makes a Harley. Like, you can get your Suzuki Virago or your Yamaha Star. Or
0: Kawasaki it, Vulcan that everybody forgets about.
1: Yeah, because everyone forgets about all the Japanese cruisers because they're not Harleys. Like, not to not to be opposite of, like, all the podcasts that want to hate on Harleys, but, it, like... They make good looking bikes. Like they might not be the best bike, but no one gives a shit. They want to ride a Harley and it's simple and that's it's really that's it. So, if you like want to ride and don't want to care about being cool, then don't get one. Yeah. So, like Harley I think has that benefit and that curse like I've said it before in the show like how do you change without changing? And that's like the V Rod, I think is evident of that, although I think they misuse that motor. Yeah. But um, you know, so they have that like crutch too. Like I, and I think the new Soft Tails and the Milwaukee 8, like is a perfect example of them doing it right. Like yeah. how do you change without changing is a very, very hard obstacle that no one else really has to face either.
0: Dude, I was thinking about your I was thinking about how uh, Smart it would have been, but how it would never work to go back, once you get the Milwaukee 8, to drop it back down to like an 80-something. I thought they
1: should have. Yeah. Because you're going to get – like they're getting more power. Now, Here, there's two sides of that. If you throw cams in an exhaust on Milwaukee 8, they make a lot better power. They're really, really choked up for emissions. So going smaller might not have been. Like maybe that's why they kept them big and that's why they're bigger yet. Like to me, I would have updated the motor – from an outside point of view that doesn't know how the emissions stuff went down, I would have said, okay, we're going to update to a Milwaukee eight. We're going to go four valve. Let's drop it back down to an 80 cubic inch because Harley's thing is like every few years, let's add two cubic inches. Let's do a screaming Eagle. That's five cubic inches bigger. Yeah. Okay. Like that's, you're not doing anything but making it bigger. Yeah,
0: so I mean, I was impressed that they did twin spark actually for you know they finally came around to that. that and the four valve, like, and, the and it's four a valve. cool
1: way that they did it. And again, like, I think the four valve is genius because yeah. because of how they did it, being Harley, like, you you still did a push rod. So you did a four valve air cooled motor that no one does that, but you had to because you're Harley. Like, you needed a push rod air cooled motor. No one really cares how many valves are in it. <laughs> like there's not really any purist out there going, No, I want a two valve motor. Yeah. I are Moto Gutsies pushrod, I don't know.
0: But I, you're right. Every every
1: I don't know if they are or not. Every
0: air cooled V twin that I can think of is overhead cam. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the like, beamers are. The beamers, the Yamaha bolts, the uh all and the Vulcans and shit. Are the
1: bolts totally air cooled? Uh yeah. They have a radiator, but is it an oil or is it water?
0: I'm going to punch myself for not knowing this because I should. I believe they're air-cooled, and so is the new eluders. Those things are mm-hmm. – but none of those are – they're all overhead cam. You know, they're not – Yeah.
1: And could Harley have an overhead cam? Yeah. But you need those tubes on the side or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, Dude, I, those I feel like, like that's the struggle. Those could be cannabis holders. They could just be dummy. Or older. go, like, old-school Ducati style, do, like, a bevel drive cam. Booyah. But yeah. – Whatever. It is what it is. I think they killed it on the idea of staying the same but changing. Like, and, and that's. Do you think they're going to be –
0: they just had this thing about five bikes in, in five
1: uh, – what was it? 100 bikes in five years or something like that?
0: Well, it fr- it 50 but- bikes in five years, and then, like, immediately afterwards, they did it to 110. And I, the thing is, is, like, having said that and then Harley- seeing what's happening in Detroit, it was that – is that going to be feasible? Is it going to be possible? Is it going to really happen?
1: But look at their lineup at how many bikes they have. They like,
0: had 36 but they the year they said they that. But they don't. They have four. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, hey. So that's my thing. And the, that's the Slim, then the Slim S. And then well, the Fat, fat Boy, yeah. Fat Boy S, Fat Boy Low.
1: I don't know if they're considering an S a new model, but you got the Fat Bob, the Fat Boy, the low rider, the Slim, yeah, the... The and this, deluxe, and this is last the Heritage.
0: Years. This is last year's. This year's the new soft tail models. They have the soft tails, They distinguish the anniversary well, that, models with from the,
1: the yeah with the Softails. Yeah, they got then, the soft tail. and the Sportster. You know, they've got the Roadster. They've got the new twelve hundred. What is that one?
0: Oh, the uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, twelve hundred. Well, they've they, they still, 48 got the, they've still got the forty eight special. They
1: still got the 1200 X. They've got a Roadster. They've got a 1200S. They've probably got a low. Or,
0: uh, well, they do have the eight eighty three, yeah. and I think they brought the twelve hundred back. The twelve hundred low,
1: no, back. the twelve hundred iron. That's what's new. Oh yeah, for this that's year. what it is. That's what. It's and called. it's like all they did was do a nightster with mags. And
0: yeah, I, I like the nightster when it first came out, and then I do new too. Came and out. then the
1: iron came out with mags, and it looked better, so they sold a shit ton more. Mm. And then they quit doing the nightster, but I'm like, the eight eighty threes are just not my cup of tea and a 1200 will smoke a fucking Dyna, And especially the rubber mount 1200s are roaster, great. That roaster
0: I think would be a pretty
1: red bike. It would. Yeah. You know, I really do. I like the, but anyway, like that's, it's funny. Cause they're like, we're going to do a hundred bikes in 10 years. Like, no, you're not. You're like, going to, you make four bikes. You make a street. Okay. And there are two frames of the street. Yeah. You make a soft tail. Technically there's two frames of the soft tail. And I think that's fucking stupid. Um, you make one bagger with three different fairings on it. One of them is absence of a fairing, but still. And then you make a sportster with two different size motors. Yeah. Like, that's really all you do. Are there do. two
0: different frames on the softtails? I guess there are. Yeah, the yeah, Fat
1: Bob's got a tighter head yeah, to yeah, yeah, angle. Yeah. Actually, there might be three different frames. Um, the Fat Boy and the Breakout have the huge rear yeah, tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know right. if it's only swing arm or if the frame's also different. But this is my – like. So they went soft tails for a few reasons. One of the reasons was to slim down manufacturing. Yeah. Then why the fuck are there three different frames? Like you yeah. can't tell me, <laughs> like you can't tell me that the fat bob head tube angle would be too twitchy on the other bikes. Yeah, like it just doesn't make sense. Well,
0: and and if you're gonna do like because of the the tires on some of them are sixteen sixteen and on some of them they're nineteen sixteen and uh,
1: yeah, but you can change that suspension height. That's too. what I was going to
0: say. You could mess with the like. I've done a lot of caster. fucked up suspension
1: on my Dyna, yeah. and then I've done a lot of fucking track riding on it, and it honestly does pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't fuck that up. Mm-hmm. Like, I've tried. <laughs> like, I've tried to fuck up the geometry of that bike. Yeah.
0: You can ride around with underinflated tires, I guess, and wallow around and change your <laughs> steering speed that of, way. But a lot of
1: people do. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, I mean, they honestly. They're not a sport bike, but they honestly handle pretty well. Yeah. And the new soft tail is even better. Like, I don't get why. And, you know, someone could spout off some technical BS. But the fact of the matter is there's still no need to make three different frames. Yeah. You can make one frame, two swing arms if you want to run those ugly fucking fat tires that I know some people still buy. And yeah, that's I know it. That, like, either don't make them as fat. They don't need to be – I don't know how wide they are. They're probably 280s, 260s.
0: Yeah, something like that. I Make know they have, they have three then. different shocks, which doesn't really matter because they pretty much all mount that's in the a, same yeah, spot. Yeah, but that's a bolt-on. And they got uh, – the front suspensions are different. But other than that, like yeah, you're saying, those they're pretty are all,
1: much – those are all accessories. Those yeah. are all bolt-on. Yeah. Like,
0: other than that, they're pretty much the same thing. You got But why are flat-form. there three
1: different frames for a soft tail?
0: Well, I don't know. Same reason there's two for three f- – well, I know why there's a new one for the street. They needed that – if you look at the uh, yeah, the street and rod they're just yeah, racing. the street
1: rod is a lot better, not even for racing, just for not sucking.
0: Yeah, well, like, I think that they found out that it sucked, you know, last year. So they're like, let's just we got to do the street rod. We got to make it homologated. No, we need this frame because if you look at it, it's totally raked. It's no, bad. the
1: the rake's different and the swing arm mounts different, mm-hmm. but it's not. I mean, they don't give a shit about that. Like one, the pro racing are those framers anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing stock about. Yeah. Honestly, on those three bikes, there's really nothing stock about those bikes at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the they don't really care about us hooligans anyway. And Debrino won on an old shitty one, and I've ridden a shitty one, and it's not amazing.
0: Your street is like the Mine's the old one. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's the a rod, street. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um the street rod is better, but it's I don't know. I think I think what they're doing with the street and the street rod because they have everything for the regular street and because it's more, again, of the international market bike that they are not – like they're keeping it and the street rod is an update. I don't know whether they're going to get rid of the street and just go street rod, maybe do a street rod 500, but – I and I also think that the street rod – or the street, the original – all those, a lot of those are still made in India.
0: Yeah, most of them are. So
1: they don't even give a shit. They're all set up. They're mm-hmm. selling the heck out of them in India.
0: I'm waiting for them to start making like sportsters and stuff in India too to um, save their ass on what they're losing right now in sales. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd Triumph say had to do that. Triumph basically only makes the, uh, the. I don't remember if it's the sport bikes that they make in England. Yeah, I think they don't make the. Uh,
1: yeah, they don't make the Bonnevilles and stuff in England. Yeah, there. they're in Thailand. You know, that's all on – and I don't know. Maybe I'm speculating and maybe I don't know that much and I'm sure our listeners are a good mix. I'm not a fan of the steel tariff. There's only a tariff on steel and it is affecting companies like Harley. There's not a tariff on finished goods. Like put a tariff on finished goods. Yeah. So companies like Harley, no offense, and Ford and Chevy would stop making shit in other countries. Like is it going to be hard at first? Yeah. You're going to have to rebuild infrastructure that we let die off because we gave technology to China.
0: Yeah, and that was actually a big argument on the, the – <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because the news, the radio uh, show that I was listening to that mentioned Ford segued into the steel tariffs and then they segued into uh, – it wasn't automobiles that they were talking about, but they, were talking, they went on to talk about uh, some company that had gone over to China in like the 70s when Richard Nixon, if you go back and listen to our EPA episode, Mm -hmm. Richard Richard Nixon's the first president that really tapped into China as a place to outsource to. And it was one of the first companies to go over and they were saying how they like reverse engineer all the shit that we took over there and they were able to produce, it's how China has become a powerhouse and if you walk into any Walmart or Target, everything's made in China And we've given
1: them technology. Like we talked about the bicycle industry earlier. Like almost every single bicycle you see Is made in China or Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Like KTM actually makes their own bicycles in Austria or someone in Austria makes them. Like some of the Italian companies still make stuff in in Italy. Like Trek bikes, you gotta spend like probably 10 G's now to get one made in the States. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything else is made by specialized and giant. Everything.
0: And if you wanna keep it at your price point, I mean, that's what people are doing. And I was just listening to another uh, speech today. That this woman was giving. I think she was, uh, I forget, she was a doctor from somewhere, but she was talking about, uh, you know, China, Indonesia, Vietnam, all these places that yeah we get because she was mentioning Nike and how she loves Nike, and she can't believe that like so many well paid and woke athletes like buy Nikes because of the way that they treat their employees in other countries, yeah and it's hard though I mean when you're talking about a cultural difference, you can't really spread the American mayonnaise all over other cultures and expect it to work, yeah, because some places she was talking about how unfairly these people were treated at these factories, and they made the women that work there do these crazy things, and I was like. It may, this may sound shitty, but in other countries, what's acceptable culturally and religiously, maybe that's part of the thing. Like maybe if a guy had done it, the same shit would happen, whatever it is. But that's the price we're willing to pay to get our shit for cheap. Otherwise, well, Nikes would be like $800 a
1: pair, right? You, I mean, you people say that, but at the same time, if Nikes were made here, how many thousands of people. Probably around Portland, but how many thousands of people would they employ? And the thing is, like, it's a circle. So those thousand people yeah. that work for Nike and have a decent job, now they go out in their community and they buy stuff too. Like it's a circle. Like the thing is, like, when you're sending all trickle of your down, money, just trickle to, down economics, right? I mean, no, because bosses are greedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that shit doesn't work. But it, it does take like. So I relay it this way, like my boots that I buy from, um, broken home plug. (laughs) So he makes them here, right? They're made in the States. So in theory, when I buy a pair of his boots, right, he also happens to ride a motorcycle. So in theory, then he goes and he buys an air cleaner from that, for that motorcycle from Vance and Hines. Well, then that pays me Mm -hmm. and then I can go out and I can buy something else from someone else in the United States and then they buy something for their motorcycle and it comes back around. Like Mm -hmm. if if I like decide I'm not buying his boots and I'm gonna buy some Chinese boots, that Chinese kid is not buying anything from V and H for his motorcycle. Like maybe we need to get into making little scooter parts, but that's not how (laughs) like
0: it's not he's buying buying something from somebody I mean he's buying a scooter part from somebody perhaps maybe I mean someone else in China, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I I listened to another radio show or read a book. I actually do read people, and they were the the, the point of that um, thing was is that you know the the CEOs and executives of these top companies, the millionaires and the billionaires, yeah, they're the jerks because like you said, bosses Absolutely. are greedy, <laughs> and they were saying that if it wasn't for the poorest people in the country who actually need to go out and spend and buy stuff from each other and don't, and and sometimes that's Amazon but but you're still paying the delivery person or something you know like they were saying if if everybody didn't but let's we're the ones that pay ourselves basically is the yeah. little guys and the execs that get the product that own the products they sit on all this money and they're rich yeah, because they absolutely. don't spend it back right Abs-
1: well it's, it's not that so they not, don't spend not, it and not every single one but, but if they you don't look spend at it as it's funny because
0: the ra- the ratio at which they spend, you know, yeah, compared to everybody else, so, is like significantly um, less.
1: I don't know how to word this without like writing out a bunch. When you see what an exec at a decent sized company makes, and it's like we'll say the CEO makes two million, which by the way is probably a low number for most of them at a decent company, right? Like, how many people listening to the podcast even make a hundred thousand a year, right? Or eighty. Or 50 and if you live in Southern California if you make 50,000 a year you're fucking you're
0: poor yeah I was gonna say like, and we're skewing it because in SoCal the medium is like 120 or something like that we're, I'm, I'm like for a married couple <laughs> uh, I saw in San Francisco actually the median single person income is 120 but that doesn't but that's
1: in San Francisco. Yeah, so yeah. look at the like look at the tech jobs, and that's in San Francisco because if you make less than that, you're fucking homeless. Well,
0: and you have eighteen roommates, which a lot of people in San Francisco do. Also true. And in L.A., there's the movie biz, and a lot of people I know actually make bank from that. Yeah, and I'm not one of them.
1: <laughs> and it's a good. It, it is actually a surprising good number of people that do like make that, but like I look at like what I make. And it's, like, it's not enough to survive in L.A. Yeah, no. With a decent living. I need but then I look at, like, what. I need my kids to keep mining cadmium <laughs> for batteries. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you look at what a CEO makes, and you're right. So, like, that CEO makes 2000000 million. They're spending how much of it? On a really nice house, a Beamer, a Mercedes. Like, what percentage of that, like, if it's $2 million, what percentage of that income are they actually spending? Fifty. But if you make 80000 a year and live in L.A., you're spending like 99% of your yeah, fucking income. Yeah. Like you're not able to sit on it. You're not able to save. You're not able to invest in even a home, let alone invest. Um, You know, and, and it's – so yeah, you're exactly right. Like it's those people that need that money to spend that money yeah. that keep the economy flowing. And it's, it's the CEOs that are like kind of killing it because they're just pocketing it and sitting yeah. on it. And it's not
0: and, doing – And let's say it takes – eighty thousand dollars to survive they've got eighty thousand dollars and they spend the same as somebody that don't got eighty thousand dollars and they still have you know what i'm saying and they still make money on top of that to make
1: it worse like how many people i actually don't like i i have to rent i don't make eighty thousand a year but like i have to rent and it's an old lady down the street that was like her parents house but How many people like live in a house and the person that owns it is like a company, a huge company Mm -hmm. that just makes money.
0: Yeah. And it's like – Those are all over in LA too by the
1: way. Oh, they're all over the whole country because these investment companies can buy up property cheap and then they own half the fucking city. And honestly, like they're just profiting off of it. And here's the thing. Like the American dream is to own a fucking house Mm -hmm. and it's getting harder all the time everywhere in the country not even just LA not just California like everywhere it's getting harder like you were meant to rent for a couple years right now people are renting into their I'm in my mid 30s like people are renting into their 40s some people are never buying I'm 130
0: (laughs) I'm still renting so like houses were free when I was born you just walked out in the (laughs) prairie and pitched a. you had a house (laughs) If you lived there for
1: six months, the government gave you land.
0: Was, well, somebody came and bought that land. That's why I got evicted the first time.
1: <laughs> um, and now look at me. But I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's a whole corporate greed. That's a whole other podcast for people that know what they're talking about. But you know, it it is though. Like that that is what keeps everything going, and that like keeping that you know money around does. And look at you know talking about those corporations and stuff. And like you said, Amazon earlier. Like look what Walmart did. In small towns like Walmart would come into these small towns and they would come into really small towns like I grew up in the Midwest where I grew up. uh, We had two super Walmarts, but I think technically by the number of people, we didn't have enough people to warrant two super Walmarts. But Walmart's really smart, and they knew that I grew up in a really white trash area that was so fucking ghetto we would support two super. They were like, you know what? We can throw another one in there, and those trashy motherfuckers will come buy a bunch of shit, and we'll do fine. But what they did, so they go into these small towns, right? People are – and I'm just as guilty as ordering shit off Amazon. Like it's fucking easy. I looked up. I bought something for my bicycle, and I – called a shop about it and it was fucking thirty-five dollars and I saw it on Amazon for fifteen. And it's like, fuck dude. Like what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like I get it and you know, you can conspiracy all day about like that's what the man wants, right? That's what Amazon wants. They want to put your local shop out of business. So you have to, and they want to keep you poor. So you want to look at yeah. that.
0: Like, well, in 10 years, your local shop will be an Amazon shipping center. Well, and that's actually what happened with Walmart. <laughs> look at Kohl's, dude. Look at Kohl's. Yeah.
1: You could take your Amazon shit there. That's actually exactly what happened in Walmart, not, not the Amazon shipping center. But so Walmart came into these towns. People went to Walmart because it was cheaper, right? It was cheap Chinese bullshit. And so you go in, you shop at Walmart, your local shop down the street who, by the way, you know, their kids, your kids went to school with their kids. You know, you, you remember going to that hardware store when the, the grandpa owned it and he was friends with your grandpa and he would ask about your kids and blah, 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 whatever. Right. So Walmart comes in and you shop at Walmart. Well, the old man down the street with the hardware store that had those nuts and bolts that you needed, by the way, if you work on motorcycles, you need a fucking good true value. Yeah. Like Home Depot don't have shit. I think we've talked about it on the show yeah. before.
0: I know. I found some surprisingly great shit at Osh, and Home Depot yeah. will not have that
1: because no. they – Luckily, Osh is big enough that they f- compete with Home Depot, but true value, it struggles.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of places that I used to go for welding stuff and for – Random. You go to like
1: roll. air gas for welding, and that's it.
0: Yeah, because the, the old guy that you're talking yeah. about went out of business. Yeah, and they were they were a family business in this yeah. area when this area was growing up. They supported. And they this were area. one of those they, like I don't know how many homes they built in yeah. this area, how many motorcycles and cars they fixed in this area, but they're gone now. Yeah,
1: because and you so they you go to Walmart, you'd buy your cheap Chinese shit at Walmart, and then when you needed something at the hardware store or the whatever the mom pa shop down the road, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now like that family's struggling, you know, they, you know, they might've been doing okay, but Working now they're struggling. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> common. Or you see them in Walmart. Like, yeah, sad. you know, like they lost their decent house or they got rid of their nice car and they're driving a shitbox. box. And it's like, basically you did that to them. Yeah. Like,
0: don't give me and wrong. The, dude, the Walmart owners and execs.
1: Well, the Walton family is the richest family in the fucking world. Yeah. Yet another side note how many of your tax dollars go to support Walmart employees who don't get enough weight, living wage and are on fucking welfare. Right.
0: And then you complain that they're on welfare yeah.
1: sidebar, by the way, <laughs> look that shit up. So and we we'll, and we'll get this crazy train. We, back I on, feel like I'm on the Joe Rogan like conspiracy. Yeah, 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 one right, yeah. Now, right. Yeah. So now you're like, you know, so now they're out of business and I get at the same time, like, yes, you drove them out of business, but people need to adapt. Like I'm not saying that that's all on you going to Walmart, even though it is. Um, and now what happened? The funny part in some of these like small, small towns. remember a couple years ago when Walmart announced that they were gonna close some stores? Do you think they closed like stores that were doing really well in big cities? No, They closed the store in a little teeny small town that has a population of 300. They closed the store. So a lot of them were super Walmart. So they were the grocery store, the hardware store, the clothing store. I know you're all too ritzy to shop at Walmart for clothes. Um, But that, you know, in a lot of these small towns, like that was all they had, right? They drove everything out of town. That's all they had was a Walmart and they got everything they needed at Walmart. That was Walmart's thing. That's why everyone in my hometown went there because I can get everything I need. And I only need to go to one store, okay? So... Now, Walmart isn't doing so well. The Waltons made uh, $13.7 billion instead of $19 billion. So they closed the store. Now these people in these small towns are 100% fucked. They don't have a grocery store. They don't have a store to go buy shoes. And yes, there's Amazon. If internet has reached some of these small towns – and don't think I'm crazy when I say if internet has reached some of these small towns, because there's places like dial up is still a thing. So it's just like a, it's an interesting, like, circle of life that no one wants to look at.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, I'm back. I went to change my oil real quick. He did. What, so I just started rambling. What did you, you talk about? <laughs> well, to get that crazy, uh, Economic, Social economic lesson in white trashery and what happens when you drive people out of business, you've made several good points. First one being, so what do we do – I mean, what do we do about this? And it kind of – like you made so many parallels there to when you said – when you were talking about the hardware store, how the give-a-shift people were talking about the uh, parts – you know, the motorcycle dealerships yeah, and you and I have talked about it before. Those type of motorcycle dealerships are going the way of the Dodo where people,
1: they are. I mean, I
0: think soon you'll be able to buy motorcycles on Amazon and shit. You know what I'm saying? Or well, or like an Amazon, like Burt's mega mall, and whatever. I, I'm
1: guilty of it too. I needed some, in this case, bicycle grips, but I, Amazon, last time I bought uh grips for my motorcycle, Amazon. Yeah. Like one, I know exactly what grip I want. ODI hit me up. I need a sponsorship. Um, So it's easier to just get on Amazon and go, that's the one I need. Yeah. I don't need to go to a shop. And I don't – about the only thing that I buy OEMs, like gaskets and seals. Yeah.
0: I I, I do like that people on Amazon may be here running their own business out of the –
1: You know, and there is a lot of that that we don't – You know, we think we're buying from Amazon, but in reality we're not. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff that is a little shop who sells through Amazon – and they might not even have a retail storefront. They just yeah. sell everything through Amazon. Yeah.
0: So I look for those. I look for a lot of the stuff that says made in the USA, but I'm guilty of I gave my wife such shit because I was like, I told her, I was like, honey, you're putting local businesses out of work, <laughs> right? And uh, in a roundabout way, I mean, it, it takes a long way to get back to it, but it ends up affecting the price of local stuff and import stuff. So, like, yeah. if you want a dirt bike, you got to buy import. Harley and Indian don't make dirt bikes as of yet. But
1: well, the thing is,
0: is that like with the whole – if we if we expand like everything we just said out to the world, one of the ways to keep that shit cheap and affordable is to have it made in other places. But I don't think Japan is like super cheap to live. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't – I think Well, the and same. Japan
1: stuff is not – so I've had this conversation too with someone about global economy and supporting a global economy, which is fine. But – what I also see happening is we bring all the third world countries up a little bit and then we bring ourselves down. But that besides its fact, like his thing was that also didn't fit the rest of his argument But a totally different story. His thing was, well, if a country is good at making something, they should make it and we should buy that. His example was like handbags, Italian leather handbags. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Like, If that's something that you were kind of like known for, so like Gucci dress, not Gucci the brand, I'm Gucci the description of like dress shoes, whatever, like Italian patent leather, Italian shoes, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, but what has to happen is those people in Italy working in factories need to buy good solid American work boots. Like that's how that global economy has to work. And what's happening with China, there's has happened for a long time, is it's not an even trade back and oh, forth. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, that's what, if, you know, and, and China, what I don't get is China charges taxes on, like, a luxury, for some reason, the most, one of the most sought-after luxury cars in China is a Buick. Hmm. They, like, have this thing, and you can look it up. It's kind of weird. I remember reading an article about it or seeing, yeah, I think it was an article, uh, whatever. Anyway, like they love Buicks, right? That's their status symbol. Not a Mercedes, not a BMW, but a Buick. But they're super expensive in China. So whether it's a tax or an import tariff, they're charging for us to import our cars. Why aren't we charging to import their goods? Yeah, well, because people would not have anything. <laughs> like Walmart, we go out of business. But we had stuff before they were making it. I know. It, and we had stuff before the 70s and 80s. I know. So. And when I know, I
0: know that, You know, not to get on a crazy train again, but I know Bramo is Indian now. You know, Indian owns the rights to Bramo and Victory, which were made here. Alta's made here. Like, all the stuff that's coming up from us is made here, so I'm I'm glad. And I'm sure, like, some of the components are made in other places. But
1: how long before electric bikes take off? And those factories are like, well, I can get it made cheaper in China, so I'm just going to do that. Hey, Rockons are still made here. Or (laughs) Rokons, however you want to pronounce it. But you... And the thing is, like
0: with Life and Motors which are Chinese Honda replicas. Right? <laughs> when those
1: when those companies take things over to China, like they want to sit there and tell you all these BS reasons about making it affordable, the price doesn't go down. It doesn't make it more affordable to the consumer. And what happens is 100, 200, 1000, 2000, whatever people get laid off so that the CEO can make more. Yeah. Like that's really all that happens.
0: Yeah. I know. And here's I mean I, and I don't want to be like uh, because it's so hard to not be communist but at the same time say that it's bad for people to own companies and then hoard all the money because that's why you want to make a company. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, it, like that's the whole – part. that's part of it. That's part of it. And uh, the thing is too is that like I wanted to get at like the cost of motorcycling and how people are saying that we need to get more kids into it but you can't even afford it because they're so damn expensive. And we were talking about bicycles that cost – Sixteen thousand bucks because they're not made in China is why they're so much. So, like, let's talk about some yeah, I think motorcycles. That was
1: a Rosa carbon. Like, so I think those are Italian, yeah.
0: and that's as much as a BMW. <laughs> but at the
1: same time, thousand base model. You can get a handmade steel or titanium frame from the U.S. for less than a mass-produced. A lot of it too is branding and, and stuff like that. Here's like the basic thing that you got to remember too is everything is valued at what people will pay for it. Like, that's it. That's how price is always determined. It's not determined by profits. It's determined by what people will pay for it. And that's, like, that helps determine your profits. And, like, you go from there about making it cheaper and and charging more. Like, when I make knives, like, they probably cost more than most people would ever, ever dream on spending on a fixed blade. And you can get a probably, as one of our listeners has one of my more expensive ones on order, you can probably get a... I want to say better quality, but I don't. Um, But yeah, you could probably get a better or equal quality um, knife that's mass produced by someone else for the same or less money. But there's also a lot of people that want something that is handmade by someone that's not perfect because it's – they don't want – like it's – everything in our world is so like mechanical and boring and bland that it's like, ah, uh, you know what? That being just a slight imperfection or like telling that it's handmade, like a lot of people want.
0: Yeah. Would you be okay? Yeah. And you know, Butcher just said something about that. Because yeah. that's why his wallets are so much, is because he makes them by hand. You get something that somebody made, and there's something to that where it's not the production line is him and yeah, whoever
1: helps him right. And, and it's, and, you and, know, and, he's got dies and everything to cut everything out. And I'm working on I would like to do it water cut. Blanks for damn sure Hand shaping every fucking blank sucks Mm -hmm. Yeah right But I'm also like I'm at the point right now Where I'm constantly changing what I do all the time and, like, getting the feel and, like, and then, of course, like— I
0: like yours because each one is made by hand, so each one's different. It's like the four—it's like the AC Cobras where yeah. it, you could tell they are original ones because they weren't stamped. The <laughs> original ones funny? were made by hand, and yeah. each one is a little different.
1: What's funny is I got a dude that ordered four of the same model, quote-unquote, and I'm, like, I'm looking at him, and then I have, like— two more of the same one on order and then I'm making another one just so I have it because it'll sell and I'm like looking at them and I'm like they're all so fucking different like just little radius because they're all like I, I make one and I feel it and it feels good and then I trace it on a piece of material with a sharpie well I really have the width of the sharpie to yeah. fucking make yeah, it too yeah, big, yeah. and then when I go to saw it, I always cut outside the sharpie because I'm scared to make it too fucking small. Even though the sharpie is already bigger so anyway, they, get, they
0: just get bigger and bigger. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, if I did if
1: I did one and cut the second one and took the second one to make the third one, and the, all of a sudden I'd have one that was like four inches wide. You couldn't even hold it. Yeah, um,
0: that's what happens with a lot of. Um, speaking of Chinese stuff, when you get when you have a car, whether it's Japanese or American or whatever, and you get an aftermarket part that's made in. Uh, you know, I forget the main cities there in China that has these big sheet metal factories, but you get, they basically have taken a blank or a bumper and they've made the mold over it. And then they weren't smart enough to then go inside that and make a real buck or a new mold. Yeah. So you get a little bit bigger, you have to fudge with it to get it to fit.
1: (laughs) And you know, what's funny about that too is they're not, and well, they are, but That bumper that they get to copy has tolerancing involved anyway. So it's got a master, right, that's quote-unquote perfect. And then they're all allowed to vary from that perfect. Oh, yeah. So they've picked one that is varied because they don't have the master. And then they make everything based off one that's essentially a little wrong. Yeah.
0: Whenever we got these parts, and I forget where the hell it was from, but they never quite fit 100%. So if you're you're working on your bike or something and you're getting a replacement part from somewhere else that's not – Stock, like they always say, go stock, right? Because you, you get stuff and it doesn't quite 100% always fit, even though it's exactly the same. It's yeah. the same <laughs> in quotes. So, hey, I wanted to. Keep going. We're we're already an hour and ten in, and we've and just been
1: BSing the whole time. We've been about, BSing,
0: like, and I, this talk question about motorcycles. this
1: question about Ford. I want to keep talking about people buying my knives. I, me too. Order order my shit. We,
0: hey, listen, and the economy, and it really does help. It helps wigs, and it helps them to still want to come over here since I don't pay them anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if it's a way to promote promote you on the show, then yeah, let's do it, man. Buy a Field Initiatives knife.
1: I'm stuck. and it's like it's super rad that like our listeners. Yeah. But just,
0: it's so funny because one little question about Ford doing something trickled into
1: what, you know, and and I really do. I think too, though, I think all of that is relevant in today's society. And I, like, I'm not going to lie. I was having this conversation with someone the other day and I'm not going to say much more about it because of who we were talking about and what the whole situation was. But, um, it's greed, dude. It's greed. And, to relate it to motorcycling, I had someone, again, not going to mention any names, but I was, like, talking to a friend of mine, and I'm like, fucking I'm like, why the fuck would Jared Meese cheat right <laughs> right now, dude, right? That dude is, he's finished every fucking race with five bike length l- between him and second place. Every fucking one this season. Granted, that's only three. Um, Same as Paris last year. You know, I mean, he just, he's, he's fucking dominating he's on top of his game you know I, I don't care if you're a fan or not a fan you have to respect his riding right now like and obviously it's not just the bike like the privateer indians are doing better than the other factory indians right now the factory harleys are stepping up and getting closer um carver's stepping up bauman's still right there like there's so many dudes yeah. that have upped their game, and Mies is still on top right now. Cheating or not, I'm going to include Atlanta as him kicking everyone's ass, right? Because Well, even when he
0: was on a Harley, he was – I mean, he was yeah. champ. Brian Smith took no, it he from was, him. No, he was you know champ,
1: and he was good, and he was on top of his game. But the first three races of this season, he has dominated that – at least the main event, Right. And and I'm including the whole
0: Indian wrecking crew last year was on fire and he was at the top of it. He
1: was. But what I'm saying like is the other, the rest of the wrecking crew right now is not second and third. Like they were.
0: And they're not pouring hot sauce on their tires. They're not
1: pouring Tim Horton's juice on their tires. It's definitely something from (laughs) Tim Horton's. Here's the thing too. Like in Atlanta where he got busted, right? He didn't win by that much because of, altering his tire compound right that's good for i know zero about this i've never done it i'm allowed to choose tires and i don't chew them up like he does but and i'm not as good a rider as he is but um it's not going to get you five bike links over second place like it's not that big a difference and he came back to texas with this like you know what? Fuck you then. I'm not cheating, and I'm still gonna prove that I'm the best fucking rider, right? I oh, mean, and
0: he he let off at the end there. He just coasted across the finish line.
1: Yeah, so so he, he obviously he can ride. Obviously, he's top of his game. And someone said, I was like, why the fuck? Like at the point right now, he's got a perfect season. Right? Only three races in. Anything can happen. There's sixteen races left. Fifteen races left. Besides that. He ruined his perfect season the worst way possible. Like, he didn't jump the start like he did in Lima last yeah, year. He didn't twice. crash. He didn't have a motor blow. You know, he fucking cheated. And <laughs> one of, so I, so one of my buddies was like, I bet if you went back in the field, you'd find a lot more guys cheating. And I go, no one gives a shit about 15th place cheating except 16th place and 19th place because they didn't make the main.
0: Yeah. But happens all the time in automotive, like racing oh, it too. It does, and you know what? There's 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 cheating, and then there's cheating which that everybody's doing.
1: Well, <laughs> so there you're right. There is stuff. There is this stuff that everybody's doing. Okay, whatever, and everyone's looking for that edge, and everyone's at that level. But to me, this was blatant. Like it's like the rear wheel weight limit. Like you know what it is. Keep your shit in check. And even if I know those bikes, they want with a totally wore out tire. They want to weigh, I think the limit's 40. They want to weigh 39.9, 39.8. Like they want to be right at that cusp. But I, when you're when you're winning that much that often, that consistently, that smoothly, like all you're doing is you're not risking anything besides a tarnish on your name and a tarnish on your season. And will everyone forget about it eventually? Yeah. But is this season now tarnished? Like you're on a roll right now and you're dominating so much. That you're on a roll to dominate the entire season. Like your chances of winning every single event this season are good, even beating Wiles and Peoria.
0: Yeah, especially if you keep putting Tim Hortons' famous wing sauce <laughs> yeah, on your tire. Yeah, that hot
1: sauce is it definitely does it. But Yeah. So hey, I don't I mean, remember how I started on that one. Yeah, line. I
0: know. I was going to say that's not what you started to talk about, but I I like where you went. Oh, it was greed. Oh yeah.
1: It's, it's fucking <laughs> people are greedy, man. Like nothing's ever enough, right? Like you're at that level and you're that good and you're winning. Why do you need to cheat? And someone is like, you can't fix greed. And I'm like, "That's I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, you know.
0: And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do you think he really uh, did it or do you think?
1: Yeah, I think he did it. I mean, and I think he knew because – it's not like you got a guy that comes in and he's like, hey man, got these this good dunlops, man. <laughs> like you know, I got if, some icky sticky Dunlops. Cause here's the thing. If you're if you're Jared Meese and you're winning, you and your mechanic know that that tire is on that bike. Because if someone put it on and you were unaware, there'd be hell to pay.
0: Oh yeah. Like, especially if you lost. You'd you'd
1: have their name. Well, especially if you got busted for cheating. Dude, that cost Jared what is it? I don't. Does he get does Indian, Does Indian pay contingency for the factory team? Because Harley doesn't. But it's how many thousands is it to win for from AFT? How many thousands is it? Say he gets contingency. Like
0: I don't think they get. I don't think the factory team is
1: contingency. I know money, Harley. But if said they, if no. they do,
0: it's thirty thousand something, or th- it's three hundred thousand over the season rather yeah. than like half a million. Like and then, is,
1: so. but I mean, dude, he's got all of his sponsors probably pay him a bonus to win. Like he had to give all that shit back, plus lose it. He's also winning the points again after the third round. But so, like, dude, that's an expensive fuck up for a three hundred dollar tire, two hundred, whatever it is. Like they know. You think
0: it was like mold release? They got like some carb cleaner spilled on it, and it made the chemical compound. No, that they said because they're testing they, for.
1: They they know what chemicals people dope with, and they test for it. Like somebody, I got a buddy that runs sprint cars. Like they go buy that shit by the five gallon bucket because they can run it at some tracks. And it does
0: work. So they know what chemicals. You don't think that was just use. supposed to be a practice tire? And they just didn't change it?
1: No. I don't think they're that dumb.
0: And you don't think somebody I don't just, think
1: the winningest mechanic on the circuit and the current champion are that fucking dumb. Well,
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't he he think, does he does type with a funny they, accent at I,
1: Tim Horton's. I don't when he think orders. they fuck up. Not well, like that. If they if they have a tire that they dope to run an outlaw event because it doesn't matter there, they mark it. I guarantee yeah, it. Yeah.
0: I mean, and, and there was a couple events that people were running in between that were like local, regional. I, I saw Texter and yeah, but they know. Halbert racing their their shit at other stuff, at their actual bikes at like little.
1: Oh, 450s maybe?
0: Well, definitely 450s. um But Halbert was on his twins somewhere, and Texter was on his. No, tw- Halbert was on a 450 somewhere yeah, with me. Like, I
1: don't think Halbert's riding the XG anywhere.
0: And, uh, and I think Texture had a twin somewhere. So hey, let's segue into the Texas Half Mile since we're already uh, <laughs> since, since we're already already talking there. flat track, yeah. And uh, let's. I took some copious notes because I listen. I do shit all the time. I work on stuff. You you were asking me technical questions earlier. Are the bolts water cooled? I should know that right off the top of my head because I I like
1: right. So this is a guy who at, doesn't even own a water cooled bike. I
0: know. And so I watched. Wait, I. You I don't, don't either yeah. right now. Yeah, I have an XG in my garage. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> That's I, it though. I, I have a non-running yeah. XG 750. It's water cooled. So I watched the uh, I watched the race, uh, the whole thing that they aired. They didn't air the the uh, like qualifying and like early. Did heat you watch stuff. it on NBC? No, I watched it on Fans Choice. And sometimes they play the whole thing, but this time they just came in. They played the uh, – huh. I think they played Atlanta first. or the, No, they played OKC first and then like rolled in like right at the scheduled time for the heats to start. So I took Copious think cut. if
1: I think you can turn it on soon enough for the qualifying, but then there's a big break and they, they run the other events.
0: Okay. Maybe, the, maybe that's it what they did. they came on at like –
1: one o'clock Texas time.
0: Yeah, okay. And maybe the racing
1: did. didn't start until like five or six yeah, yeah, our yeah. time.
0: Okay. So maybe they were just playing that in the intermission. Yeah. So it was a Texas half mile. We had Bubba Blackwell flagging uh, this time.
1: Hey there Scotty, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this <laughs> green flag now. <laughs> you sound just
0: like him. For our next challenge, you have to talk like Bubba if you lose.
1: Oh man, I uh, don't know about that.
0: Yeah, he didn't jump any motors, any buses or like threw a flaming hoop this time. But he did wear his flaming white shirt though. He did. He had yeah, he did his shirt have blue flames on the I bus?
1: think it does. It has, I'm pretty sure it yeah. does.
0: Bubba, is that you in the studio? Where'd Chris go? Uh so yeah, Bubba Blackwell. Okay, so the scene. He, I really paid attention to the singles because I knew you were going to pay attention to the twins. And uh, when I went over to – I never heard of this kid before. I went to the uh, Super Prestigio of the Americas and the Hooligans where, you, know, you know, in Vegas. We were there. Yeah. I went to that. This dude, Andrew Luker, uh, number 11 out of I want to say Salinas and um, or Sacramento. And these, all this whole crew was there that was, like, there for him. And I'd never heard of him. And they're, and they're like, oh, yeah, Andrew Luker, blah, 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 blah. And then last year I saw his name pop up a couple times. And then so this time he's 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 doing what, like, um kind of like what Carver and Vandercoy. You hear their names. And he was one of those guys that you'd hear, hear, and then all of a sudden, boop, he's at the top. So this Luker dude, I'm waiting for later this year or next year. Is he going to be the new, you know, Brandon Price or Colby Carlisle or whoever we're starting
1: to hear about? I more. think – um. One thing I think that I want to give to Kobe Carlisle, um, and this is going to sound stupid to a lot of racers, but if you're paying attention to uh, anything that the podcast says or myself, you know that the hooligans are pretty fucking badass. And we're not badass because we're badasses, although we are because you don't take a 450-pound sport bike or street bike out and flat track it. But the reason the hooligans are what the hooligans are, as dumb as it is, is social media. And Colby Carlisle has a personality. Yeah, he's a funny kid. He is, dude. And he's like, I mean, my hair is starting to annoy the fuck out of me, but I don't want to get rid of it because Hooligan Jesus. And the flying fucking tomato is smart, and he's doing the same thing. Like, he's using what he has. Yeah, He's he's putting it out there. He's got a big smile that everyone loves. Nobody likes a redhead unless they have long hair. Sean
0: White, Colby Carlisle, I state my – I prove my point. <laughs>
1: well, and that's still only a two out of three because Carrot Top. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Boy. But uh, yeah, but that's. I mean, Kobe Carlisle is. He's he's putting himself out. He's got a smile that everyone loves. Like.
0: He's and he tries to be funny, you know?
1: Yeah, like, dude, and he does, he makes fun of himself. He does stupid shit, like he, yeah. And I mean, remember last year during the season, they would always play the writer interviews, and he had like the yeah. was it a cut out of his head or something like that? And he'd like talk to it, but he was not a good ventriloquist at all, yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh, hey there, and then he was like
0: throwing stuff around his garage and it broke the light or something. Like, there was yeah, just some funny like, stuff,
1: he's just kind of a goofball, and that plays, I mean. That play, and I, is he doing it on purpose? Is he, like, really trying? I don't know. I think he's just a goofball, and so many people are so – I'm trying to remember the other guy now, and I can't – I think it's one of the twins guys, or maybe he went to twins. But remember last year in the Ryder interviews? He's, like, interviewing, and he's, like, yeah. He's, like, you know, I'm trying to exercise a lot and eat right, and he, like, starts eating a fucking powdered yeah. donut. And he's just, like – And it's, like, you know, that Who kind of stuff. It, I know it, dude. And I, the funny part is, like, I, I paid attention – I I have since forgotten. I want to say it was I, Mikey Rush or something like that. I think that. you might be right. Yeah. But I paid attention because of that. Because it was funny, because he had a little personality. Well then
0: Halbert like does his little wig thing where he like makes his hair look like Sammy Halbert's pretty funny, except when he's like in beast mode. He's a funny dude, you know? Yeah. But he's like moving his hair like it's a wig and shit. Jared Meese is always doing his Tim Hortons. <laughs> stuff but yeah you know brian smith is one hell of a racer but you gotta catch him even in those writer interviews if you don't catch him he's dry i met him at i met him at long
1: beach i'm three foot two guys (laughs) he's shorter than me um smith is like two foot nine i think you know baker's a nice he's super nice dude um if anyone meets him he's he's a nice guy shake his hand i think Carver's definitely got the nice guy thing going, and it's funny yeah, he was so laid back. Like, he is. He what's funny? Uh, I listened to uh, Scotty Dubler interview. I listened to Carver's interview, and then last week he interviewed Ben Evans, and they were joking at the end. Like he asked Ben, like what he likes to eat on the road, and Ben's um, he's in shape, like I'm in shape. And uh, he's a Midwest boy who likes his food, and he was like, "Dude, he's like, I just want some like good greasy local food." But to answer the question, he was like, "Usually, what Carver doesn't want, (laughs) Dubler's like, he's eating his plants, isn't he?" And he's like, "Yeah," but it's you know, it's kind of funny because I think like Carver doesn't fit. He doesn't fit the mold of a flat tracker, flat track fan. Like I think in general. and I can say this and not be racist because I'm a fucking redneck too. But in general, <laughs> the flat track fan base are fucking Midwestern rednecks. Yeah. And, you know, they're all they're all dirt track good old boys. Like, we're gonna go watch Sam Harley's go sideways, you know? Um, and Carver is this fucking long-haired hippie yoga vegetable eating. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes out and he puts it down and he smiles and he's He's also got, I think, support and backing from companies like The Real Intellectuals and Sideburn and FTW Co. that are these motorcycle brands that are appealing to younger people. And well,
0: because – and they they do cool stuff. They're not all – I mean –
1: Yeah, you know. they do cool stuff that's a different demographic of motorcyclists.
0: It, it's not uh – I don't know. Name your. You look at anybody. Crosley radios for Brian Smith for the longest time. Yeah, selling old radios that should have been extinct. You know, fifty thousand years ago. Keeping those things alive. Roofing systems like weird, like flat. Well, track- that's used-
1: that's one of Carver's big ones now.
0: I know, but if you look at that's what I'm saying, if you look at flat track sponsors, they're not about most of them aren't about some sort of lifestyle. They're like a construction company or like
1: they're they're flat track fans that have money. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is.
0: And that's and that's like a lot of contractors and yeah, construction for workers sure. And for shit. sure.
1: And that's that's definitely part of it. And it's it's cool that roof systems is helping out Carver, but you know, when you see these companies come in, you know, like FTW and I Guarantee FTW doesn't throw much money. Hopefully, they throw them something,
0: but still, maybe a lot but, of cool ones that throw a little bit of money will well, add up. And
1: a lot of it, what's smart is by teaming up with someone like FTW Co on Carver's part. And I like, dude, I have a his I text him and I DM him all the time. And I'm like, dude, you need to update your fucking social media. So, um, because he's quit like, quit showing it, you cooking all that tofu. Nah, you know what? I'm cool <laughs> with that. Like, what is, I think where I was going with that a minute ago was what's cool about Carver is. He's Carver and he's going to be Carver and he does Carver and it might not be what the norm is, but even those fucking deep fried mushroom um, steak eating barbecue Carver's barbecue shopping motherfuckers can appreciate the fact that he's Carver and he's going to be himself and a lot of people. I think even um, I picture um, like my old man and stuff, but even those guys like that are like, well, you know what, man? You know he's racing. He wants to win races. I guess if you got to eat a bunch of vegetables, win races, then that's just what you got to do. Hang <laughs> on, uh, Did we kill our recorder? We've only recorded for 15 minutes of this show. We haven't recorded anything else. But I don't know. Like I think that kind of stands out for him, and it, it's good for him, and he's being himself, and it's cool. Yeah, I think to to see some of those those guys get up there, you know. Um, carver got some new leathers this year and he stuck to the same colors because it stood out and people recognized it and it was kind of like uh it fit you know and it kind of like became like the style that he needed i still find it ironic that the carver's barbecue rider doesn't eat at carver's barbecue <laughs> what do we do did we break the system no, we're good. The this needs the battery. oh no Okay.
0: While we get the other recorder lined up, I'd like to remind you all that May 5th, tomorrow, is International Female Ride Day. Support a woman that you know, get her out on a bike and two wheels, and uh, ladies, enjoy your day. Hey, looking for a podcast that's really informative, funny, and all around wacky? And is run by a couple of cute ladies and a few assholes. Listen to motorcycles and misfits every Monday on iTunes. We're back.
1: Yeah, Chris needs. Or depending on how you edit this, we never went anywhere.
0: Yeah, we never went anywhere. We're back. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up this mile real quick here, um, or the half, a half mile. mile. So we we already mentioned Bubba Blackwell, flagging. Carver. Uh, well, we'll get to we'll get to the mains. I I sped, Paid special attention to the singles because I figured you'd have the main unlock. So in the singles heat one, Andrew Luker took the win. Singles heat two, Price, Stollings, and I put C Tex, and C Tex and was fifth, but I think I meant Shayna Texter, and Corey Texter was fifth. And then heat three, Carlisle uh, came I in I don't keep s- track of any of the heats. I know. He came in second. Well, because I wanted to see where they're coming because Carlisle hasn't been doing that well this year. He crashed at the TT and hurt his shoulder, I think, and didn't even make the main because he, he bashed yeah. it in the heat. So he, he hasn't been doing so hot this year. I
1: think he... I think he was he did was doing really really well at the TT and then he crashed.
0: Yeah, it hurt his shoulder. And didn't I think come he's back.
1: kind of been in his head a little bit since then.
0: Well, in last year we talked about how he won being consistent, <clears throat> and he was yeah. consistent in seventh place a few times, which is where he's been hanging out this year. So uh, the twins heat was after that. We had Meese, um, Chad Coase, and Briar Bauman. I know I both Bauman's are, are racing, so I need to. I'm, Want to make sure I mentioned Breyer because Bronson, you know, they've been racing together, but he's uh Breyer's definitely the definitely a little quicker. Uh, the twins heat two was Baker went down hard in between turns one and two. He did
1: uh, it was a Mikey Rush actually I think yeah
0: um, he he hit Mikey Rush, and God there was a red flag and after. I feel like, was that the one where there was a ton of red flags? Was that Heat?
1: Uh, No, I think that was the next one. Okay, that was a semi. With Brian Smith.
0: Yeah, that was a semi. That's right. So after the red flag, it was uh, Mikey Rush, Shoemaker, and Carver. Um, And the Twins Heat 3 with Smith, Pearson, and Robinson. So it's funny to not see some of the factory dudes popping up here either. You know, like... Smith and Robinson, I was surprised to see them, but but um, Pearson, he's the other Indian, he's the other privateer Indian, number Carver's twenty three, he's twenty seven, I think, mm. and so it That'd was cool to sense. see, yeah, it was cool to see him popping up in there. So the single semi one was Morgan Mishler and our friend Luker popped up, and then Bell. And single semi two was uh, Stoling's got this huge hole shot, and Shayna came from like sixth or seventh to pass her brother and then she passed Kobe Carlisle and then uh Corey saw her going and he's like well shit I gotta follow her and he passed her and uh got, they got past Price it was Price and um it says shillings for first but I think that was supposed to be stolings my uh Autocorrect correct to an ancient monetary. <laughs> I th-
1: it's cool to see um, Shayna coming around this year with a new bike that's never been on the circuit. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think she's factory-supported, but what does that mean with Husky? Yeah. Like, well, and she, she looked pretty tight. <clears throat> in, in especially, she did, you know, that's what I mean. She did really well yeah. in the main because I never talk about Heath and Semi's. I know. But <laughs> she did.
0: Well, well, let's just say where they finished. It was Price, Stolings, Shayna, and then Corey in, in this uh, –
1: that was a semi, semi right,
0: yeah, so I mean that I was like thinking this pretty good, Corey's been like saying how he has to change his whole perspective, <laughs> yeah, having yeah. like ten less laps
1: or whatever it is. I wish I'd put my bike together for Thursday, but I don't think I'm gonna make it,
0: yeah, well, yeah, and he's he's in soCal right now, if anybody wants to come out and bug him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yesterday he was out at Milestone, So Yeah, I figured he was going to be there. So the twins well, – I saw him post on uh, Instagram that he was looking like, hey, is there any like places to yeah. ride? So I hit him up because he did my rider resume and stuff for me. Oh, right. Um, right. Like I, he charged me, but he did it. I saw a Facebook post. He's like, hey, if anyone needs this. So and it was very reasonable. So if anyone needs that done, um, hit him up if you need contact. Just yeah. look up Corey Texter on, on Facebook.
0: I was going to hit him up about coming over. He used to have his own podcast out of a garage. So I thinking- Shit, he
1: probably would have. Yeah. He's staying in HB tonight. It'd be a long – or yeah. this week. It'd be a long drive for him, but yeah. I'm sure –
0: if he's if he's gonna be around this area, we'll, we'll hit him up before I wonder if he, he is after this or not? Yeah, because
1: they so he's basically over here from Texas to go up to Calistoga. I'm sure he's got a place to stay in Santa Cruz. And then they're gonna I saw go, him put
0: that, go and I was like, fucking Liza's gonna come swipe him.
1: <laughs> is he staying in Santa Cruz?
0: <laughs> when? Uh, after this. Oh, so he's going up to he's p- heading up there, yeah,
1: Calistoga. And then they're going back to Arizona, and then they're coming back out to Sacramento. But there's a lot of Salinas boys and stuff, too, so I'm sure they've all got places yeah. to stay. And I don't know what – is he just driving a van this year? Yeah. Because he had the big rig, but uh, cars. I
0: it. saw Carver's Instagram, yeah. and I was like, that used to be the yeah, Sour yeah, Punch. Yeah. Uh, so the twin semi, yeah, I know you, you hate semis, but Greasy Measy, baby. He, got, he poured it, some he, beer on his back was, tire
1: and took the whole shot. You know what? It, again, like, he got busted. I'm sure he was upset. Oh, yeah. And so he was riding like a man possessed. Yeah. Like he Uh, he was out to prove that he can do it cheating or not cheating somebody
0: was telling me that about something that happened in world Superbike, like or maybe it was MotoGP. like something happened to marquez and he came back like oh dude. he got penalized a whole bunch so he came back and rode like a crazy person yeah if you want to make someone ride crazy <laughs> penalize them and say they cheated and yeah. if they didn't they will ride like a maniac
1: or even if he did now he's not and he's still gonna ride he's just gonna prove oh, yeah. that he can win either way. i one. know
0: and i think he's going for that Will, it, will this be – he took 10 wins. He he'll, He's probably looking for 11 wins in a season, which will break his own record of last year.
1: Well, if he didn't get busted for cheating, he could have had fucking 18 wins in a season. Yeah, but.
0: yeah, I know. We'll have to see if they like go back and retest it and be like, oh, well, shit. Someone did spill battery acid into a Coke, which went on your stay bill for your fuel, which made the same co- chemical compound. I'd say they, as they a, tested
1: more than one spot on okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what they do, but I, I'm sure before they release all that and they penalize anyone.
0: They dip their stuff in a bottle of the cheating stuff, and then they like—
1: And I'm sure that <laughs> when they're like, hey, dude, this thing came up that you were cheating, he's hey, probably like, yeah.
0: Maybe—listen, maybe we're breaking ground on like a conspiracy theory that'll play out later of <laughs> Harley Davidson wanting to get— I have Indian a feeling
1: on. when they informed him, he was like, yeah. Okay.
0: I mean— Maybe. I'm gonna dig into this because I want to do. We'll do like a, a serial on this. You know how you ever listening to that podcast? Yeah, serial? I don't think
1: it's that in depth. I think I he don't knew, know. I think he knew. Exactly we'll we'll what he find was doing.
0: out on the next serial.
1: But obviously, I uh, don't serial think number. An, I don't think because of that in Texas he was cheating because he's on probation. Oh and yeah, he oh, fucking smoked yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So,
0: so well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he smoked everyone, and it was just beer on the back. <laughs> so hey, Sammy Halbert crashed pretty good somebody i think somebody whapped the his bar again another bar not bar crash but it was rad, it called out the red flag for like 25 minutes which i'm i'm i was really surprised at the length of this red flag but he's out there trying to bend the handlebars back yeah. and track two in the front end by banging it against the wall and, and the mechanics came out finally they had to swap bars on it and yeah. i was like really you can't just ride. i mean i know it would be uncomfortable but and feel wonky and weird. I don't weird. know how bad it was. But it, it, it was pretty twecked He made a left pretty left good charge,
1: though, in that one. Yeah. And then in the main, he did well, too.
0: Yeah, so on the restart, uh, Lowry went down, and it looked like he got knocked out. And then the second restart was good. Me was out front again, and my fucking internet froze right as Brian Smith crashed and collected. Why did Fans Choice just
1: freeze? Because it seems to be sucking.
0: Yeah. Oh, listen. The first year it was great, and then when Flat Track got big last year, it was terrible until they ramped it up. So I don't know. Maybe it was
1: time to ramp it up again. Yeah.
0: Maybe more. Even more people are looking now.
1: I can't complain. It's a free service, but. Yeah. Time to ramp it up uh, again. Yeah.
0: So Bonzi flew into the air, and now every internet meme is of Bonzi.
1: <laughs> but did you see— Dude, I saw one with um, the chick from The Matrix. Oh, yeah. She was, like, floating. Yeah, because they <laughs> like look the same. Uh, the that
0: one pose of him does look pretty <laughs> rad, and and it's cool because Danny Eslick's looking up at him like, oh. Dude, Danny
1: Eslick was probably like, oh, Until he got fuck. hit
0: in the face, yeah, because Danny Eslick got smashed in the face with the handlebar or something. Uh of Bonzi's bike as it flew really? by him. Yeah. They were like, he was cleaning his helmet and shit and he had to replace the thing because it smashed the, oh, wow. it smashed the visor. And they were talking to him in the, on the side, well, you know, in the hot boxes, everybody's like waiting for to find out what's going on, and they're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Well, I mean, I can see out of my eye." And when they replay it, yeah, it fucking bashes him in the face as
1: he's going because huh. he went right between the two. I feel bad for Bonzi because didn't he just come back from a broken back? Fucking
0: broken back, and he missed almost all of last season. Last season, and he came and back the at season the season before e- end. Yeah, he came back at the end of.
1: Yeah, cause he got was it Sacramento where him and Baker got together. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think I'm pretty sure it was Sacramento, and yeah, snapped him up, and he was rehabbing for the whole year, and he came yeah. back on the last race of last. But he came year.
1: out of this sprained ankle or something.
0: Yeah, and did you see Jake Johnson? That's the guy I kept. Repl- I kept well, watching his thing. His head. He fucking. And scorpion is where your legs come up and like smack you in the face he did a reverse the, i swear to god the the middle of his back or the middle of his the back of his head touched immediately between his shoulder blades if you when you look at his head you see inside the helmet for a brief second because it's in slow motion yeah that fucker snapped backward and so far that when he snapped back forward he rolled and did a tumble oh. and like landed on his back like on his back facing up that's the
1: shit that hurts like
0: his head, his head was going a different direction than his body at one point. Yeah, And Bonzi was in the air and he landed hard like a dude jumping off of a
1: yeah, roof and he misses but, the
0: swimming pool. But fucking Johnson like got bent. He, he, he's a lot of that season when the bike
1: throws you over into the ground. Like Baker's was kind of hard because it high-sided him.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Bonzi didn't have anywhere to go but down. But yeah. Johnson, when he got flung to the ground, he literally didn't have anywhere to go except for his body had to go somewhere, so it folded back on itself. And I and if you watch that replay, I know Bonzi's going to get it sucks because of what he just came through and, and the fact that he was like. Probably twelve feet in the air, but if you look at it again, Johnson looks like just a pile of rags flopping yeah. around. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's alive!" And got up after that. You know, like he did. He did go into the ambulance. But and
1: what happened to Bonzi was basically what happened to me at Paris. You when you watch the video, you're like, "Oh, I can't believe you didn't clear that," but oh. you actually see Smith's bike spin around in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was set to clear it,
0: <laughs> and then it's, yeah. And then there's like no suspension. You are like he seat bounced. You know, yeah. sometimes you, you when Ken Rockson crashed, it's because he hit a whoop wrong and it bounced him up. Same yeah. thing, except he went like twenty feet in the air, but same shit. And, and uh, yeah, just it just sent Bonzi. Probably didn't feel too good on that on that. Broken yeah. neck of his, but also during the um, second red flag, the stunt rider came out because it was so fucking long. Cole Freeman, <laughs> and he was doing wheelies on I heard a him, uh, Sportster and a and a Road Glide. I think when he, they were on, on the Road ride.
1: Glide, the guy announced and was like, something about him building a hooligan bike and coming out here and racing the series." And I'm like, "What? Yeah. You're not going to race a hooligan bike in that series?"
0: Oh I mean, yeah, not you can in that series. <laughs>
1: and race hooligan bikes with the hooligan idiots, but. Yeah,
0: what he ke- he kept doing wheelies on that street glide because he couldn't do much else besides burn out and do wheelies. I mean, that's basically all he did was wheelies and burnouts. He that's basically all that. He, he hallways, didn't do any stoppies. Or- I'm
1: not going to lie. Everyone thinks doing wheelies on Harleys is super cool. And, you know, Scotty, I've been riding wheelies on Harleys for many years now. You know, I was doing them on Beals and Baggers way before all these kids these days with their tattoos and stuff.
0: <laughs> so the raddest part was that one of the mufflers fell off when he <laughs> – <laughs> when
1: he was doing uh-huh, a really, I, didn't even see I that. was like that's oh awesome. shit
0: and I saw him double back and do a couple burnouts and then like spots it and picks it up and like sticks it on the saddlebag <laughs> on the not on the camera side I was like oh that's gonna burn but then uh, he, he was only on it for a few minutes so and he had gloves on so but anyway uh, so I didn't even see the end of the red flags I started doing laundry that was the longest most red flagged semi fucking yeah ever. there was a bunch
1: but, but it's cool you know that dude was like drifting that bagger around and stuff too I don't it's weird because like I can go out and slide my flat track bike around. I don't know how they just sit there and drift from one way to the other. Well, you flat seen dudes track do it bike without front have brakes. Have a front brake. <laughs> I've seen those dudes do it without front they brakes They stick dude. their
0: foot in the front like an old BMX no, bike. Yeah, dude, you never seen that where they there's a rock they hit a rock <laughs> that you can't see and they. Just <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so so yeah, it was a it was crazy and so many red flags that I literally started doing laundry, but I saw that Carver came in fourth on that. So I was like, oh, cool, maybe he'll do pretty good. But Coase was up there, um, Coase and Fisher, Davis Fisher who has been invisible ever since being Harley's test rider for the XG. You know what, he's
1: had a few good runs. And, you know, this is his third year with the uh, Twins. And actually, yep. if you if you count years like the factory Harley team does, it's only his second year with the Twins because the first year didn't exist. Yeah, he
0: was a development
1: writer. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I mean, if you look he's at all these guys, year. Jared Meese, even Kenny Coolbeth, all these guys weren't up top their first. I mean, it's taken Meese to get.
1: Even Carver, you know, we look at him, he's 25 or 27 or something. He's like got that. plenty of time left to. No, but how long has he been in Twins? Not. Two years, like everyone's like last year, everyone got to know him, but he's been around Twins for quite a while, like two thousand fourteen. Oh, really? Two thousand fifteen. Man, centuries almost. I mean, I for for Fisher being his third season.
0: Well, yeah, and I already knew who knew him because he was doing really well, right? When well, he
1: won the championship on the singles, didn't he? Before he went to Twins.
0: Back then they. The, GNC1, the GNC one, twos. They race twins too. So he was doing really good on a Harley. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like He was. He was our. That, they only that's, raced
1: it at some tracks though.
0: Yeah, that's the crazy part about. That's why I like the new format. Actually, I the old one they were racing. The new format, a yeah. Lot they were better. racing twins. Like yeah. Shayna won a bunch of shit on her twins. But you know, like the Springfield miles and shit. And mm-hmm. then now on singles. Well, she was
1: running GNC ones then, though, wasn't she? She was in the premier class. I don't know. I okay. think she was. Uh, so where are we? Oh yeah, we're gonna we're getting into
0: the singles main, and Morgan Mishler took the win in his in the semi in the number one semi. So in the singles main, he got the whole shot um, with Luka running up behind him, and then Shayna ran all the way from sixth or seventh up to second, and it was a pretty rad. Corey was. Corey was back, he battling with Carlisle for like 6th or 7th, and it was really cool to see. Everybody was kind of set for a while. It's only 15 laps too. right? So everybody was set, and then all of a sudden, Shayna makes this huge run from back where her brother was. She's like, dude, are you going to follow me again? He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. But she ran through the pack and caught this dude that had like a Jared Meese-style hole shot. I didn't think yeah. she was going to catch him. With four laps to go, she still hadn't caught him. He was still Jared meese it out on, you know, chicken... Uh, dip on his tires yeah, up front.
1: She can ride, and if I'm not mistaken, um, the Husky's problem is not horsepower. So, if she can get it to handle, if her She's team can get, get it, it to handle, in. they can have a pretty reliable motor that still makes the same power as the Honda's, or they can make more power. Yeah, but Texas was kind of slick, yeah. So, which to me is not totally her track. She yeah. likes,
0: and I, you could see some people slipping and sliding. She was, she she got it. Dialed in and came around and almost got him on the last freaking lap. Like yeah. she, uh, she almost took him the last turn, actually, oh. and uh, Carlisle ditched Corey and then passed uh, Janish for fourth place. Mishler bobbled in the last turn, and he and he didn't almost crash, but he really did, like, step out, Yeah. and she almost— um, But
1: I think Shayna had to chop it to not run him over. Probably, yeah, because they were, like,
0: crossing lines yeah. a little bit on some parts.
1: Because I think she had a run on him, and he bobbled and kind of crossed up in front of her, so uh-huh. she had to lift. He definitely— Protected his
0: line all the way to the flag. It too. was a
1: lot smarter on her end to get second than it was to take them both out.
0: Yeah. So she was only zero nine four. She was like nine oh, hundred right of a wheel. second behind him. Yeah. So it was Mishler, Shayna, um, Price, Carlisle, and Price took over the points lead like you said. And then in the mains. Where was um that was
1: the main? Where was um I mean Kevin Stallings? I didn't even check. He's been running good this year too. Yeah, they were. Uh, I, t- I, I paid attention to
0: the, f- to the like first four because I was like shit. After that, they were going so fast I yeah, can't yeah. type on this shitty thing. <laughs> so the twins main came up after you know the attrition of losing like half, half the field in right. the fucking semis, and uh, Briar Bauman got this huge hole shot, and Chad Coase, who won I think he won a semi or he did he won one of the main uh, the. Tw- heats he he won um chad Coase won something god damn it anyway i had it written down but he was he was right up there in uh in one of the semis um he looked strong all, pretty much he all did. day through the semis and through the final and all that stuff
1: they said that was his first time ever on a podium for the twins oh no
0: shit yeah so, so he got on the podium, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Meese passed him That's on the freaking jump ahead, yeah. Meese passed him on the freaking second lap, and then yeah. greasy Meese got uh passed everybody and just stayed out front. He just after pulled lap, away. There yeah. Was... I think it was lap three, he got. Even past uh, Bauman. yeah, and then so lots of riders were bobbling on that mystery bump between one and two. Did you see that? I think they might have mentioned it, and that's where Mischler kind of.
1: There was some weird looking. there looked like some tire tracks from the water trucks. Yeah, maybe there, like I mean, a divot was a or something. Lot. It I looked
0: think like that's a where sketchy
1: the... track, and I would not be surprised if they don't go back there next year.
0: Yeah, and I think. I don't know because we are when you're looking at camera angles they flip it so I don't know what corner it was where everybody ate shit was that 1 and
1: 2 there I was a think, few people that went down I think it down. was 1 and 2 yeah I, th- I think Baker and Smith crashed yeah. were both 1 and 2 I was going to
0: say Baker definitely went down between 1 and 2 and yeah, there was a lot of bobbles start. yeah so there was this weird like little mystery bump and you could see when they were going through people would bobble and and they didn't mention it really but I noticed it and I then I was thinking like that's where like three or four people crashed in the shit so yeah there was this weird mystery bump um, they they uh, basically got all around that ship. But there was a lot of bobbling here and there. Uh, Meese, Bauman, and Coase at the halfway point, And then Coase dropped off the pace. And Robinson caught up to him. And Halbert went from last fucking place. Uh, I think, I forget why he had to go back to the back of the grid but he got started at the back for something maybe
1: uh, from the semi maybe he didn't have time to catch up in the semi yeah
0: he, it was either that yeah i think it was that or did he switch bike? the handlebars no he just switched bars but i think they okay. started him at well the back. i meant
1: before the main did he go to a backup bike or something no which actually is fine you just have to no you have to start the race and the bike you roll out there on yeah phone.
0: yeah he just they switched the bars and then he which just is, sent to the back of the pack because of that how many
1: times have you seen like bikes pull out on the track and then not start oh yeah and i'm like did you not start it in the pits right before you came
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, are they kicking it? It's like, uh, maybe it stalled. Who knows? But, yeah, yeah, he went from last to eighth at the midpoint, he was actually and he finished seventh.
1: on a really good run, especially on that XG for, I mean, yes, blah, blah, blah. They did a lot of changes, improvements, quote, unquote, whatever. But – he had a good run. Now, where where did Vander Coy finish up, or did he get mixed up in an accident before?
0: No, he finished. He finished back. Um, basically, Halbert passed Wiles too. Wiles was riding pretty good, but Wiles doesn't usually. Wiles, I mean, he usually finishes like eighth through tenth. But yeah. a lot of attrition on this on this one. We do like you know Smith and all those dudes were were pretty aching. So it was me, some Bauman and Coase, and. Um, yeah, I mean, it gave a lot of people a chance to show up and finish high. Danny Eslick, all those, everybody that was in a, uh, involved in a crash. Johnny Lewis, all those dudes were, uh, if they weren't out, they finished kind of like back ish, and so it was really interesting. And wasn't
1: um, Brandon Robinson was close to him. a coast one? Yeah, he almost
0: got him. Yeah, uh, he almost got him. That would have been
1: Harley's first earned podium on that bike. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not first podium, first earned podium.
0: <laughs> so that's racing. I did want to mention that Isla, speaking of racing, Isla Man TT is actually coming up here pretty quick, and which means that Pikes Peak's happening because Pikes Peak usually happens right before Isla Man. Or am I getting that backwards? Isla know. Man's May, Pikes Peak is usually June. So we're going to see some pretty cool, uh, awesome road racing. Isla Man's obviously one of my favorite. Although the Northwest 200 and all that shit's way more dangerous. The Island Man is like the MotoGP of road actual road racing. And it's coming up pretty quick. Um, I was looking at their site to see what was sold out and what wasn't. Superbike Saturday is coming up June... Second Is that a Saturday? <laughs> we'll f- oh, it is yeah, a yeah, Saturday. yeah. Okay, yeah. So June 2nd, I think, is
1: Superbike Saturday. I will be racing in Eastern Tennessee June 2nd.
0: Booyah. Go see our boy in Tennessee, unless you're in, uh, on the Isle of Man. And then uh, the, the big shakeup this year was, um, okay, Antsy, who, okay, Honda the Mugen, which we love talking about how Honda has this rad skunkworks electric bike that they need to bring out they did another a newer version of it which i should think they called the nana for or nana i'm not 100% sure but um they are racing that this year it's kind of like a revised version but pretty much unchanged of last year's bike and they were going to have three riders and there's like nobody else bringing shit over there anymore um
1: for electric or for yeah, what yeah
0: for electric did
1: you see uh Colin edwards testing an electric bike at texas Oh no, shit no yeah, at a uh, at Texas. I don't remember the brand. It was not Energica or something that I yeah. knew. Um, but he was testing one in right. Texas.
0: Cuz Energica did like a uh, they they've been doing a lap at every uh They just do one lap on a few bikes. One lap on their Enel bike to show Just people, on one bike? Yeah, to say, "Hey, next year this is what's going to be racing, guys." Like every everything they just they just do like a parade lap on it. Huh. Okay.
1: And yeah, uh, Colin Edwards did some like testing. He might testing. have been maybe he was on the Energica. I probably have a press no, release for I, it. I – I, I would have recognized that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I anyway, I don't think it was. But yeah. yeah, I mean, did like a f- a full on. Yeah,
0: and that. Energica, I can't believe if they're not going to be at the Aliment TT. You know, I'm uh, for the zero. But the thing is, is like Honda's whole thing with the with their. Um, I, my prediction is that in the ice bikes, BMW is going to take it this year because uh, McGinnis ditched Honda. And I think he went over to whatever Michael Dunlop's riding because they
1: had a box of neutrals.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? Basically, and I don't even. I well, even it heard almost of Guy got Martin. him
1: killed and got Guy Martin hurt. Yeah, him, so. for sure. And he
0: busted his leg, and I think that was on the that bike, perhaps that he did it. Or no, he broke he broke his leg maybe at the I Northwest Two Hundred. I think Guy 200. Martin
1: just over racing motorcycles. He said that a while
0: ago, and I think this sealed the deal for him.
1: I think the reason he rode last year was Honda told him he could ride the six. Because mm-hmm. there was like an interview with him, and they're like, "So what brought you back?" And he's like, "Oh, the six Honda said I could ride the six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That was a bad you understood impression. that? I know. Here is I how many love, really awesome dude, that? I love that, listening to him talk because you can't understand half of it. It's amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, they said he could ride the six cylinder. So
0: yeah. So um, that's out well basically like uh, john McGinnis hurt, hurt his leg and he he hurt his broke it i think on the honda uh a year I think so, yeah. 14 or something months ago hurt it again and so he can't race and basically he was going to ride the mugen the shinden Bruce Ancy. Because it doesn't even have
1: gears. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. He I joke about that. Shit. Honda's
1: never been known to have a bad transmission, so yeah. I don't know what until they until did. Until
0: that came out, yeah. There, it was their race assist, the shift assist one too, so it's not like every single one. It's the ones that has like the uh, like little shift assist, like slipper, all the the like SP2 one or whatever the huh. fuck they, they roast, race. Um, so basically, uh, he's out. Ancy, who was also going to ride for Honda, is out because he's battling with cancer, and he was pretty quick already. You know, he's a good, awesome dude. So it's kind of sucky to see that. So they've gone to two guys. I didn't even bother writing their names down. Cause it's still a month away and we'll talk about it later, but they ended up going with two, uh, guys, none, none of the three people that was going to field this all Honda team and Honda's going to wrap the, uh, you know, electric, uh, Isle of Man. Now they, I don't know what they're going to do. So that was interesting. I thought, and, uh, kind of makes me wonder about the future of road racing. Like when John McGuinness and um, people like that and Bruce Ancy, I mean, we still got the Dunlops and we still got Hutchinson, but he was also hurt last year. So it's like, you know, all these fucking fast dudes, who's going to be racing and, and are they going to get out? Because they keep getting fucked up every year after yeah, year after year.
1: It's hard. And, you know, when you look at road racing and I watched the Dunlop documentary and um, like those people basically understand the death toll And eventually I I don't see it still going. Like the Isle of Man is – is it the oldest motorcycle race in the world still? Yeah. But there comes a point when insurance companies are like, nope. Yeah. And companies are like, nope. Like because when it started – and I really like it. I'm not saying like bad about the event but I'm saying it's sketchy as fuck and – the way they do it, there's no ways to make it better. Like, they've made improvements to race courses, right? They've made runoffs better. They've made air fences and blah, blah, blah. Isle of Man, you're running through the streets with people's brick fences. Like, that's it. That's all there is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure that they – you're you're going through actual, yeah, country roads and shit. But they were actually talking about maybe England was going to – do something to allow road racing on mainland because that's the only reason why they do it on the Isle of Man is because, like, it's kind of its own – it's part of the U.K., but it's its own –
1: It's only Ireland and – Isle of Man, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Because the Northwest and all that shit's in Ireland, right? Right. And so I I think I heard Wales was maybe where they were going to build the Welsh, like, uh, MotoGP circuit, and that's all fallen to shit over the last, like, two or three years. They're saying, well, hey, look, it's like a natural course, because Wales is just a bunch of mountains and valleys anyway, so they're like, Hey, it's kind of like a uh, what's that? The snavel Mountain Course or whatever they call it, the Alaman. And uh, so yeah, that might be something that they move to is maybe road racing finally on Engl- in England. And mm-hmm. it, it makes you wonder what type of like thinking futuristically about all the shit that we've talked about before with technology and and all the shit on bikes, maybe what's going to happen to bikes that makes them more safer for these people to say we're going to mitigate injury this way through self-balancing and all that shit.
1: I think too, like you look at when the Isle of Man started, like how much of a turd were the fastest bikes in the world then? And now like what you can buy an off-the-shelf 1000 horsepower wise is insane. Yeah, the the crazy it's,
0: thing is that at some at some point the speed of the road is what got capped. Now they're doing like 200 miles an hour and shit like that, but whatever the fastest bike that used to be able to do, you know, closest to 200 miles an hour is what they were doing, but around the turns they've always been You can't go faster than, you know, 50 or 80 in some of those turns. So whatever the fastest bikes are. Yeah, but
1: it's not how fast you can go in the middle of the turn. It's how fast you're going at the straightaway before that turn. And you got to get the bike shut down for the turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you hit a brick wall. Yeah. And then they come out of the turn how fast. And if you get loose and squirrely, you hit a brick wall. And then all the bumps and – not bumps but like little rises and stuff in the road that used to just be like this little whoop doo and make your stomach light. Dude, at getting, and – They're like, getting airborne off of yeah. it. And if you get head shake and the bike does something weird, you hit a brick wall. Yeah, I know. Like the moral of the story is if you fuck up at Isle of Man, you're probably going to hit a brick wall. Yeah. And
0: not everybody dies. Or at, a tree. Yeah. Or there, a brick tree. There's people that do die every year including some of the medics like John Hines. Um, But if you look at uh, like the people that have walked away, you look at their crashes, there's horrendous shit for a small, small mess up, (laughs) you know, like the guys that fuck up real hard and don't come back. But the guys that even make like Milky Quail, that famous one where he just brushes that wall and sends flying down the road, you know, just so crazy. But yeah, so that's coming up. And that's why it's so thrilling to watch actually for me. Mm -hmm. And Um, as the electric bikes get better and better and better, that's going to be something exciting to look out for. Uh, we're getting up here to two hours. Of course we will be editing some of this out, but, uh, we, I wanted to mention if you're, uh, are you going to be doing anything exciting coming up here pretty soon?
1: Uh, May 18th Uh and 19th and 20th. I'm going to go to Sacramento. Nice. Actually, technically on the 18th Prairie City, (laughs) I'm going to do the Roland Sands Super Hooligan event. Uh, Just because I'm going up, most of our listeners know I'm not doing the whole series. Um, but I'm going up to watch the mile and then on Sunday to do the amateur mile. And I'm taking a friend of mine, um, Rick James, who we've talked about on the show, Rick James. I believe listens to the show. So he'll be like, thanks for the shout out. That's not how his voice sounds. Are we
0: talking to Art ride? Rick James? No. Oh, oh, the other Rick James,
1: James, James Garcia, Rick yeah, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's going to go up with me. I hit a few people up and they were like, no, I don't know. And he was like, I'm like, dude, you got full leathers. You want to ride the mile? And he's like, I'm game. And I'm like, yep. I'm Rick James. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's as dumb as I am. So, uh, so he does the. He wants to do the hooligan series or part of it anyway. So he's doing like the amateur hooligan amateur class, whatever. Um, but he's doing good in that. He's running. He's a front runner, a contender. And then nice. um, I thought about doing that class too, just to like tell everyone I don't care. But I don't know. They'd probably be bummed if I did. And I told Spencer that if I got a whole shot and could make a room for him again, I wanted to. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I'm going to do that on Friday just because I'm there. So I'm going to go up and do that race. And then on Saturday, we're going to check out the Pro Mile, the mile at Sacramento. I haven't been to – I went to Arizona last year. Wait, what weekend is this? May 17th, 18th, 18th, 19th, 20th. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then – I'm stoked to see a good clay mile, and then on Sunday the only amateur mile in the country is kind of expensive to race. But uh, wow. I'm gonna race it. Nice. By race it, I mean I'm gonna ride around it. And, <laughs> at a high, at highest gonna, yeah, possible. Yeah, they're gonna have a green flag and a white and a checker and all that, and hopefully no yellows and reds. But um, so yeah, and the classes are weird. I can run an open 450 class, and I can run a 35 plus class. And then my biggest competition, who's actually faster than me, plus horsepower is going to be a big factor, and he's got way more than I do. But uh Baber's going to be out and run the mile. He's going to be out for the stupor hooligans. So he's going to do that, and he's going to stick around for the mile. But Sweet. he can't race 35 plus because he ain't an old fat oh, man, man, like me. He's bald, have- but he ain't old and fat. Do they
0: have centurarian classes for people over 100? Yeah, I think it goes 70-plus. Oh. It's just plus. I'd be racing with a bunch of youngers. Yeah, it's just young, plus. Young 70-year-old yeah. kids.
1: You got to so, watch out for press and petty, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, 80-whatever, that dude, that that little kid, <laughs> that young man. But yeah, I'm stoked to run the mile. Like, Yeah.
1: I want to know how fast I can go on my I know, living bike.
0: That would be rad. So this weekend coming up, we have the uh, the quail, if you're a NorCal where it's going to be cold and dreary Is it
1: really the same weekend as a Californian? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man and then uh, if you're going to be in, in SoCal, we have the Southern California quail, which last week's show Brady was uh, talking about, and he's the promoter of it, and that's going to be at Santa Anita Raceway Park.
1: It's technically and, called the Californian, too, not uh, the Southern California quail.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's the Californian. Yeah, I want it, see
1: people looking, Southern, Southern California, California quail. I don't see is, it. I don't
0: see this one. So it's going to be probably a little bit better than the quail because there's not going to be a bunch of pretentious a-holes like, uh, you know, Richie McRicherson with his 1923 Yeah, Emma Vandola. said it
1: cost five hundred dollars to enter her bike in the show.
0: Jeez Louise, I think it's thirty bucks to enter it in the Californian. What uh, a difference. The cal- the Californian is the hooligan quail. Let's and that. she
1: said, um, because I, I finished the Misfits episode today and they were talking about her water buffalo, her GT seven fifty. I guess stock they had a Suzuki emblem on the front side of the mirror. And oh. hers don't have those mirrors oh with that no. Suzuki. And so they're, they're going like, to mark her down Yeah, they're like, are you going to get marked down? She's like, yes, I will. Yeah. And I'm like, I know there's a set of those mirrors, <laughs> but it's on a GT750.
0: You're going to have to poach them.
1: <laughs> no, no, no,
0: So if you're in Wales. Although
1: what might happen, if she's interested, I might give her a bike if she gets a couple other running for me. Pee in the airbox and tell her. <laughs> they've all, they've, that's it. They've already got pee in the
0: airbox. Right, box. right. Maybe she'll hook you up. Uh, speaking of whales and roach, ro- I meant Welsh road racing or roach ro- whale racing, uh, if you're going to be in uh, Sangosan, the Nightingale Hospice House is going to be having their ride out. I think it's their second or third annual So check that out. It benefits all the people who need help there at the hospice house. Uh, The 12th, there's absolutely nothing going on. I have my calendar. Oh, on the 13th, I need to change my oil and uh, air filter. So I have my maintenance on there. Sorry.
1: So no. if anyone's in SoCal and wants to join in on yeah. oil and air filter.
0: Um, I do want to ma- tell you that you need to make sure to submit any Solstice Slam stuff. This is May, folks. I've been telling you about it now for a couple months. I did fix the graphic so that the email is cr- Slam at creative-writing.com. Hey, Maybe a thousand of you have If it makes this you feel in. better,
1: no one wants to ask me any questions.
0: Yeah, Ask Wigs isn't getting a whole bunch. They're probably typing in W-I-G-S instead of W-I-G-G-Z. So yeah, slam at creative-writing.com to submit your stories. I think I just got another one today, uh, so that's cool. We got two now. And there's going to be a whole lot of harmonica playing if we don't get it. Uh, if you want to ask wigs, anything uh, any anything at all, motorcycle-related, uh, charcoal-related, shoelace-related, what are those little things called at the end of the uh, shoelace? According to a 1980s movie, they're called flugel binders, but I don't believe that to be true. But uh, ask Wiggins at askwigs, W-I-G-G-Z, at gmail.com. I want to
1: spoil it. Do you guys know how Kingsford Charcoal got started?
0: Yeah, the king in his Ford... Uh, tipped over on a log and got on fire. (laughs) Hey. Uh, Close,
1: because you did say, and his Ford. Kingsford was brother-in-law's of Henry Ford, and I guess they were like burning pallets and figured out like that's how you make charcoal, by burning wood a little bit. I don't know the deal, how exactly, Mm -hmm. but obviously Henry Ford had a lot of pallets or whatever to get rid of, so they were like, well, if you can make charcoal out of it, why don't you do that, and I have all this, and you can do that, and then boom. Bling, bling. The more you know. So that's all the I mean that's as in depth as my answer gets, and yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna look that up. But, but hey, if that was your question, it is partially answered. Yeah. Now.
0: If you have any questions about charcoal, ask wigs and we'll make it motorbike related eventually.
1: <laughs> I think that's that that's my full answer about charcoal. I don't know much else.
0: <laughs> don't ask us about charcoal. You got it. I have a wood pellet machine. You didn't ask and you still got the answer. Yeah. So don't don't be asking. But that now question. you can know what to expect for your question. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you about shoelaces, wig. We'll do it off air because we're running short on time. Shoelaces
1: this is gonna be next week.
0: Yeah. I did want to mention um, we didn't even get into the show. I said we're going to call the show Ten Year Bikes, and we didn't even get close to that. But we did have a good BS session. Uh, we started a Patreon page. If you go to Patreon, www.patreon.com, dot com forward slash creative writing one word you can donate two people already have i think we're getting six (laughs) dollars
1: so that's nice a few more months we can buy an extra microphone i know and you could come and those uh, chinese mics we were talking about
0: yeah exactly whoever uh pays the highest patreon can come sit in on the mic that they help (laughs) so
1: but But you have to get yourself here
0: yeah we're looking and get some stickers and getting them out to you guys um also hand jobs. I mean, that's really all we have to offer. It's, it's we're, we're scraping up stuff at this point, <laughs> trying to figure it out. But oh, no, yeah, man. go to Patreon. Who's the misfit that's going to be super excited about I know. One. Mike's going to donate yeah, $45,000. So no
1: hand jobs in the alley.
0: Yeah. Well, there's no alley, but we'll build one if you really <laughs> want to donate to the show. But yeah, go check it out. Give us a buck uh, to be a, uh, a throttle body. You're getting some fuel to the show. Five bucks is the valve train. You're really helping move stuff around and the the cams are lubing you uh, I forget what the third one is I think it's the uh, I'll have to look it up and the the last one is very very high very pricey because with that one you get a pic of me in wigs and it has to be pricey because we have to pay a portrait photographer to take our picture so uh, and then I'll have to pay for the new camera after my face breaks it so yeah go, go to Patreon check it out and uh Next week I'll tell you what the levels are If you, if you uh, really want to know that bad uh, Wigs, you got a good sign off? That's it Alright everybody, as we mentioned We have the Californian coming up this weekend Also this weekend, Santa Maria You can win $250 If you're in a, up there At Santa Maria Raceway For the hooligan little race that's happening up there Also we did mention International Female Ride Day So get out there with your favorite lady And ride a motorcycle if you will if you're going to be in Coleridge No, if you're going to be in Rams here in North Carolina Coleridge Speedway, May 5th uh, 2018, gates open at 1.30, practice at 4pm Heats at 6.30 You can go sliding sideways Adults 10 bucks, kids 6 to 12 5 bucks and 5 and under free also, Roland Sands is uh, proud to host the California Moto Market, May 6th, 2018, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 10571 Los Alamitos Boulevard as women's motorcycle gear and all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, hopefully, you can go to for awesome ride on International Women's Ride Day and then hit that baby up on the way back. I swear we got uh, Born Free coming up one of these days here, but I know, I do know that uh, June 23rd, there's going to be a Hooligan Moto Classic. Uh, Lots of races coming up. That one is at Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, Go check it out. It's Flat Track Racing and Motorcycle Dirt Drags. Indian Motorcycle of Fredericksburg presents it at the Fredericksburg Fairgrounds, the oldest fairgrounds in the United States of America. 2400 Airport Avenue in Fredericksburg, Virginia. There's gonna be mini-bike races also and tons of vendors, so check that out. Uh, skipping ahead later to July, we got um, the FXRs of California and track days presents going wild at Willow. They're gonna be out there doing like all sorts of cool uh FXR stuff. Tony is on the flyer from uh, Jiffy, or from 27 Cycles, I believe. Uh, it's either him or Eric that's on the flyer. I think it's Tony. And uh, so, yeah, expect to see those guys out there for sure. They're gonna have uh, FXR and Dyna bike show, stunt show, wheelie contest, uh, and FXR and Dyna exhibition road race. And uh, it'll be pretty cool, uh, camping overnight, of course, and that's going to be uh, Saturday, July twenty first. First, I said again, first, July twenty first, nine a.m. to six p.m. Um, and that's it, pretty much. If you got anything that's coming up, uh, stay tuned for the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. Actually, that's going to be. Um, in June, the end of June and uh, I don't know anything else coming up, let us know there's tons of stuff, I don't have my calendar in front of me, so if you know something write it down, send it to Creative Writing via Carrier Pigeon or reach out to us at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com otherwise, have a splendiferous day, is that even a real word? I think I just made that up alright y'all, peace
1: To talk about now as soon as you get up my mind goes blank even though like i could talk the whole time but if you're right in front of me and as soon as you leave i'm like oh, i totally forgot i have nothing else to say it's weird to just talk to a microphone i don't know how you do this solo.